PKA 494, just the boys this time, just the girls, whatever. Kyle? Couple of sponsors tonight, ExpressVPN, GOAT.com, and a new one, AmeriCorps. PKA is proud uh, is proudly brought to you by AmeriCorps. AmeriCorps needs you, to, needs you now more than ever. What is AmeriCorps? It's the opportunity to help your neighbor and your nation through these difficult times. Uh, AmeriCorps members serve their communities by fighting hunger, teaching, tutoring, and mentoring students, as well as responding to natural disasters. AmeriCorps is your chance to get involved and be the greater good. Search hundreds of opportunities and apply at joinamericorps.gov. That's joinamericorps.gov. There's a link down below. Yeah, check them out. Worthy cause. I bet AmeriCorps is doing some cool shit in 2020, right? Like it's boring in some years, but not now. They've got a, there's a lot of good to do out there. They've got their work cut out for them. And so check them out. Link below. All right. So, so can we lead only use me blades in the hospital? Please tell me it's not. Yes. Well, it, I only saw the image. Someone sent it to me hmm. and it had on his, here, here is it, the image. And it shows him laying in the hospital hmm. with his feet down there. And it says they extracted 1800 cc's. And so 1800 cc's of fluid. That's a leg. lot of fluid. How much is a coffee cup? I think a cc is a milliliter, isn't it? Uh, that is 60.86 fluid ounces of, of fluid. Fluid ounces of fluid, yeah. 60 ounce. Wait. Three 20-ounce sodas. 1,800 yeah. cc's? Yeah. Yeah. Because, because a cc and a milliliter are the same thing, I believe. A 1,000 cc's is a powerful motorcycle. Oh my God! <laughs> I, well, I'm just because I know how big these pistons are. My so what we're saying like, here, folks, so you can understand, <laughs> is is Blade had the displacement of a Yamaha R1, <laughs> removed. A, a BMW R18. Kyle, get it, get, get it right. I, 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 Which I, is faster, the R18 or the R1? I wouldn't. Or know. Blade. The R18 is all these blades are faster. Uh, it had to be the R1. The R18 is not a sport bike. It's like a big okay. cruiser thing. Anyway. Um, it's the biggest ever flat twin. I I just I guess I, <laughs> I thought for sure anyway was going to lead back to blame. <laughs> no. It's the biggest <laughs> flat twin there is. It was supposed but, to. <laughs> when you're on board the BMW R18, <laughs> the last thing in your mind is the diabetes that is slowly creeping through your body. I yeah. promise you that. When I you're on a Yamaha you. RX blade, all you feel is the wind in your hair. 1800 cc's of fluid the grim reaper could never catch you on a yamaha there one. has to be a good 15 percent of the audience that identifies ccs in piston displacements like i do no what no well absolutely it's, not they would have to be in the small like engines first of all and they would have to make an enormous leap because we're talking about blades medical situation yeah well this is insane what you've done i can't do ccs <laughs> in syringes i have no idea and it's it, then a, a light bulb went off and i'm like wait a minute i know ccs i've been working on small engines since i was a teenager yeah, like, well like a, i just yeah. i just thought of it like a cc is a milliliter and a thousand oh, milliliters a milliliter. is a liter that's a thing but you know what a liter is you've seen like a I one do. liter like, like hey, mountain dew why didn't we do two liters of pepsi Right off the I, I, I was I, trying I, to get I, there, and then you went to fucking shit to cover, Kyle. I said three twenty ounce sodas right away. <laughs> Imagine if we were the three doctors working on Blade, and he's laying there, like dying, as we argue over flat top, high piston displacement compression engines. Kyle's poking us both, and we're going whoop 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 
Viewers, I don't know why I didn't go to the two liter soda faster. Yeah, wait a minute. 1800 cc's removed that has to be a significant weight loss right like if you remove 1800 cc's from anywhere on my body that part of the body would look better or at least smaller well look i think the problem was the swelling look at his fucking leg woody oh uh did you guys link a picture yeah yeah yes his leg looks like it's got a liter and a half of liquid in it it does yeah Dude, if you had like, if they, if the doctor told you you got about three ounces of weird fluid hanging out in your body somewhere, you'd be like, oh my, <laughs> oh no, three, three ounces. Jesus. That's a lot. If someone tells you you got, you know, a two liter of Diet Pepsi just stuck under your skin that we need to flay open and pour out, like that's. I bet it was under high pressure too. So like they, they probably put that syringe in there and they did that thing where they pull the back off of it and it just. If the doctor told me they had to extract 1,800 cc's, I'd be like, can you put it to me in automotive terms? Is that like a Honda Civic? Big can you remove it and then put it in my muscle area? <laughs> Actually, what? Well, yes, it is. The, the new Honda Civics have a 1.8 liter turbo. Now, the turbo won't apply here because... Okay, <laughs> I've dragged that on too far. What if I want a nice bubble wow. butt? So I wonder oh, how that's that coming happened. back twice more. What do we... Just, Law of three. I'm not a doctor. What, what is swelling like? What would cause it? Um, My mind's well, I am a doctor. Places. Like, and... like, well, maybe he did the MMA fighting. No, that's probably not it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say that he's got some severe fluid retention caused by something horrible that he has done to his body for the last 35 Wild. years. What, yeah. Why kick on now as he's cleaning up? Right? Do like, we really think he's cleaning up? It's my understanding he's on a no alcohol George Foreman and spinach kick now. He was on a mostly no alcohol situation last time we saw him, which is like a month and a half ago now. Yes, that is a lot of time to pass. It and was... mostly no alcohol? Who knows what that means? He said means. almost no alcohol. Yeah. He's like, well, yeah, I got drunk Friday night, but it was Friday night. You know, <laughs> how, how often does that happen? They're, they're going to cut that open and it's going <laughs> to smell like licorice. From all of the, <laughs> all of the fucking Jaeger that's pooled in there. <laughs> There's fucking. Do you want ants? This is how you get ants. Yeah. Clean that blood up. Good God. This is the stickiest patient we've ever had. Uh, he's, he's what, 30, 35 proof? There's <laughs> <laughs> 70 proof, I guess. Yeah, that's, this is rough. When you have that much fluid collected in your body, it's generally seen medically as a very, uh, they call that a two thumbs down scenario. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read yeah, that. You know, when you're in the doctor's office, this is a number eight frowny face. <laughs> Do not want that, especially mm-hmm. number nine and ten. So hopefully he, being in the hospital again, maybe it's scaring him straight again, or maybe, I don't know. But like, usually I've been chatting with Blade a little bit on Discord every yeah. now and then. Um, uh-huh. I, I added him on Discord. Um, didn't know anything about this. Um, this is very recent, I'm sure. Um, I'll, 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 I'll check with him after the show tonight if he's online, and I'll bring back some like information next week if i can get it uh i, I hope he's okay because i really do like blade like <laughs> like um as as a guy i really do like like we goof around do. a little bit but like i i do like him i, I genuinely do like I, I met like i don't know every maybe every single youtuber from that like call of duty era and blade's one of the most chill laid back nice guys that they're that i've that i've met out of that whole group so the I, best I wish version of blade is as good as it gets like that that's my take on it. It's just we need that version to be the predominant version. Yeah. Worst version? Yeah. Not ideal. 
Yeah, he's he, he's in a tough spot, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's but that that looks very unhealthy. Like like uh if you're listening to the audio only version of this, you fool, then um <laughs> his right leg is it appears to me, maybe it's just the angle, but it appears three times larger in yeah. circumference than the left. It looks like one of the Lord of the Rings forced perspective hobbit tricks. Yes, it does. Like, can you it, believe it, one and of it's his quad. Like his quad is swollen so dramatically. It literally looks like what a two liter fluid displacement would look like. Look at like. his right foot, like kind of go down a bit. Look at his right. You can see the discoloration there sticking out of some very clean socks. Ah, uh, see, that's a sock, Taylor. That's a sock he's wearing. <laughs> what discoloration oh, are you seeing? Like so right above the, the ankle? Bottom, right, up, right at his ankle on his right leg. You can see that like it almost looks bruised and purpley. Oh, God. I yeah, hope that's see? a tattoo, dude. I see what we you know. It's not. I, you're probably right. I attributed it to hair. Like you, like it, there's hair in my body that's not very dense. But if you look at it like vertically, it it looks more yeah. dense. A little downlighting. Yeah, I was. I really hope that's a tattoo around the man's ankle because otherwise, um, that is that is wildly unhealthy. I, again, as a doctor, I would say that that that's some sort of. So you want like a anchor, a skull and crossbones? Nah, I want you to make it look like my foot's about to die. <laughs> So you want like a speckled bruise? Ah, the number nine. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so best, of, you know, thoughts and prayers fired out over to him. Uh, yep. So yeah, that, that really, Those always that really work. Sucks. Those always work. Yeah. You know what? Instead of paying taxes, we should be able to pay in thoughts and prayers. You've been sending me any thoughts and prayers for my goddamn peeper? Yeah. Do you know Good. how many thoughts and prayers I'm firing about? I, I just fired <laughs> one out just now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, slow down. Screen. You hit the wrong... That, no, it's, it's this eye, Taylor. Yeah, I'm feeling it over here. <laughs> this is the cancer eye. I'm feeling it over here. You, you, do you have a date on that? I'm do, I'm finding out tomorrow what when, when the date is going to be and uh, what the recovery period is going to be. I don't know yet. I've, I haven't been... I'm not afraid to do it, like, 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 but I have been putting it off. I've had a lot going on, and uh, and that has... Can- the cancer operation has been kind of low on the totem pole of like shit to do this week. Well, that makes sense. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I am excellent at prioritization. It's hey, your Tarkov level 10 for fuck's sake. Obviously as a, as a, a doctor, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm only level 10. I haven't been grinding as hard. I'm, I'm, uh, I got marked key and I haven't been able to turn it yet. I've died every time I've gone to turn it. It's been kind of upsetting. Not to go too deep into Tarkov talk, but which key? Custom store for customs for yeah. customs. Yeah, I bought it for three hundred eighty-five thousand rubles. I found one for West in the basement. Do I have basement it right? of what? I do have it right. West on reserve. Oh, on reserve the the like ZB bunch of numbers bullshit at key the the March room on, two on reserve. Rooms, but yeah. Oh, in West in West, of course. Yeah, got it. All right, yeah, yeah. That's enough Tarkov talk, but yeah. I um I'm only did level. Did you get 10. your cool eye patch yet? Did your I eye did. Patch show it up? has not fucking arrived. Mine's here. <laughs> they they, said they prioritized the guy with perfectly fine eyes <laughs> over the guy with potentially Amazon versus life. Etsy. You know, I, I I like a little human slavery in my products because they get here on time. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That, the Apple Corporation figured this out decades ago. They've all got COVID, <laughs> just hacking their lungs up, making sure you get your eye patch in two days. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, gross. <laughs> third it's not even enough time for the virus to die off of it. Apparently not. That's a problem oh, no. with Amazon shipping. Uh, no, I'll take the four day. Mm. At this point, I'm like, 
like I used to do the thing way earlier in all this where it was like, you know, I'm going to take my Lysol and spray down the box. I have not done that in weeks because just the prospect of doing it is like, I, this is, this is such a pain in the ass. I, don't I, do. my- I feel like the pandemic hasn't ended. I just stopped caring. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Like, a lot of it, people it, stopped caring and it's frightening. So a fucking bug man came to my house today, a pest person, mm-hmm. like, like not even, they just walk the neighborhoods and like, I happened to be getting my groceries off my front step when he showed up, he looked just like Foyz, and, and I, and for some reason that was a, a look that really infuriated me. I was already like pissed <laughs> off. Like, and, and I'm like getting my groceries, not, not about some just other stuff. I was, I was, I was angry. I was angry picking up my groceries and he's just like, Hey, hey got some groceries, eh? And I'm just like, all right, now I'm angry. Right? Yeah, now I'm <laughs> angry. He said, "Got some groceries, eh?" That's not a yeah. thing to say. He, he. I'll tell you who he also he, he, remember in the movie Office Space, the guy who is talking to the main character about um, his girlfriend, like, "Hey, hey, make sure you wear a rubber." Yeah, she mm-hmm. gets around, and he's like, "Really? Like who?" He's like, oh, "Lumber fucked her," and he's got that like blonde, spiky hair. That guy. Fucked Fwiz, and they made a, a child who came to my house today to try to sell me pest control, and and I and I was he was just like hey hey I'm the bug man he said that after the groceries comment and I'm now I'm at like an eight out of ten furious, and and I'm just getting the groceries and he's like I'm like I, I'm all good I don't need anything and I'm I'm just like walking back in he's like who's taking care of you and I just close the door and he laughs. I open the door back up and I'm just like, what's so funny? People don't like, people don't like being bothered in the middle of the fucking day. Get off my fucking yard. And he's just like, whoa, buddy, have a good one. And I'm just like, oh, I was so angry. Put the groceries away. I'm so uh, angry. You would have caught me a year and a half ago. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be limping back to that Hyundai that I'm sure is parked around the block. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that bug man. You consolidated your grocery delivery and your exterminator. Is that what I'm <laughs> no, I didn't order a goddamn exterminator. He's going door to door. I had someone do that the other day too. I had a guy knock when I was in the middle of a call and being like, "Hey, I'm covering my my buddy's uh, thing." And I was like, "Yeah, I, 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 what are you doing? Are, are you giving me a bill?" Because I was getting a bill from the lawn service. I was expecting, and he's like, "No, no, I'm here to do a bug thing." And I'm like, "I'm in the middle of a call, man. That's really not helpful." And he's like, "Okay, okay, no, no problem. Let me just show you this." And I'm like, "Give me a card." And he's like, "Ooh, bad news. I'm covering my friend, so I don't have his card." And I was like, "All right, well, then just have a great day, man." He's like, "Just two seconds of your time." And I was like, "No, no, I'm, I'm, I have to. I'm, I'm missing a call. I, I, my, my computer's here. Someone could be asking me a question. I'm looking like a real fucking asshole right now if I'm not answering. And then they're gonna start to suspect every time my camera's mute or my mic's muted, I'm not paying attention." which is not true. And, <laughs> and, so, and he has the gall. He's like, all right, let me just, uh, I'll, I'll pop back around at night. Is that okay? And I was like, no, no, it, it's not. I'd rather you didn't come back tonight. <laughs> and it was, this was literally last Thursday because I wasn't about to tell him because I, I didn't even tell him, no, I'm going to be on a call from uh, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. tonight because no one would believe that. But it was like, no, no, just just don't come back, sir. Please don't. So, yeah, the, the bug people are out in full force. I had the exact – this is the second bug man who's shown up. The last bug man showed up while we were doing either PKN or PKA, and it was the second time he'd come by. I was busy the first time. I was like, hey, I, I'm busy, and he left. And then he came back while we were doing the show, and I, I, I like got scared because the doorbell rang. You know, Maybe it's 
maybe it's my probation officer coming to like do a home inspection or something like that. It's like, it's a very stressful thing. Mm-hmm. I'm always scared when the doorbell rings because those are stressful as fuck. Cause you gotta like, like go through your house with an, with an adult, like you're a child, like making sure you don't have a bomb making like What's factory. this waste can of tissues? I'm just, I'm sad. See, you're <laughs> yeah, right. interested in the bug man because you don't seem to have a bug problem. If I ran a bug business, don't you think a little extortion would be a good idea? Like, hey, you know what, <laughs> Taylor? I got a proposition for you. It can either be 150 a quarter to me or this carton of bed bugs dropped in front in your front yard. <laughs> I have, I have in my in this box 100,000 hissing cockroaches. They are from Madagascar. Uh-huh. These are the ones that didn't get eaten on Fear Factor and they're pissed. <laughs> you know, he comes like I'm the bug man. I'm like, "Are you just me 150 a quarter?" <laughs> if you just if let me let me show you the paperwork. Let me come inside your house just real quick. You get in there and you're like, "Uh-oh, you hear that?" Pocket roaches! Oh! <laughs> you get a roach, and you get a roach. <laughs> and then suddenly, the police are called, and they can't prove that you brought... <laughs> Ma'am, are you trying to tell me this gentleman came into your home? Uh, I'll add that I was invited. You're trying to tell me that you invited this kind man into your home, and then he began to, and I quote, throw bugs from his pockets all over the house. <laughs> Man, this is absurd. I'm I'm getting you filing a false false police report, and I'm like, Ted, we can work this out another way. How about you just buy the bug thing? And then that's when they realize that it's my brother, the cock, and we run a whole racket. Ah. And then we end up in jail, and then we're on sixty days in, and we have to make up better paperwork so we don't get bullied. Dude, I watched sixty days in with you. Was that last night? I think it was last. night. That was night. last night. Yeah. yeah. I was expecting to watch that show. I'd never seen an episode before. And I was like, ah, usually when I do gaming, I like to play for at least four hours. And I, I don't think I'll be on that long tonight. So I'm just going to watch 60 Days In. I watched almost five hours of 60 Days In. And that show is awesome. I've I, seen every episode. What season are you watching? I'm watching season five. It's got Abner. Uh, Abner's very cool. I like him. Although I'm starting. It's episode five now. We watched five 45-minute episodes last night. And it's getting to the point now where like episode three or so, he's... Mr. Info- so for people who haven't seen it, he's Is this Abner the Chicano? guy. Yeah. Yes. The Chicano guy. He used to be a Latin king, but now he's going in there pretending to be in the Chicano gang because apparently they're big rivals. And his story is, or basically for people who don't know, this story is you, you people sign up, you go into a prison for 60 days, 60 days in, and they have a quote-unquote mission while they're in there. And these people do not fully comprehend that they're not necessary for any of these missions this is a pretense for the show and so like when they're getting interviewed like i mean i'm really trying to complete the mission it's like dude come on come on you're we're we're in here to to watch you get fucked with a little bit but this abner guy he is talking up a big game like i was in prison for x amount of years and i was an enforcer for the latin kings and so i know exactly what's coming and so early on he's like yelling threatening people then by episode like three four five the other prisoners start to figure out that like He'll yell at you about how he's an enforcer, and that's it. He'll like get right up in your face and be like, "You touch my stuff, and I'll beat your fucking ass, man." I, I've been around the block. You think I haven't? You think I wouldn't? And like, get right up in the face, say I'm gonna beat your ass. Nothing, nothing. And they're starting to figure him out. Oh, he oh, beat that one child up though. The one child? Well, I haven't gotten to that yet. Well, you didn't see him bitch slap the guy yet. Oh, uh, yeah, he, like, slapped a guy, but it wasn't a... He slapped the piss out of that kid. Oh, well, then I'm thinking of someone else then, because he then he had... Then it's episode five, that hasn't happened yet. He hasn't open hand or, or fucked somebody. Yet. It was the kid who was, like, racially confused. 
racially confused he's like half black half hawaiian and and like one he wanted to like be able to hang out with the, the mexicans and the blacks or something no we haven't hit that guy yet the guy that okay was, the guy i'm thinking about that he was that he was gonna pop was this weird looking dumbo ear motherfucker little guy who was just first day in they're like what are you in for and he's like i i steal six hundred dollars of groceries and they're like how'd you do that and he's like I put six hundred dollars of groceries in a grocery cart, and I try to push it out the store. <laughs> like, they're like, "Oh," and he's like, "How far did you get?" He's like, "Not even out of the store." <laughs> and then immediately, like Abner, someone asked him, "They're like, you know, you're a thief, man. You got something in your blood. You got a problem. Like, you're gonna, you're not stealing around here, are you?" And the guy's like, "No, I'm not stealing around here." The next scene, it's like. Roberto's second hour in, he walks over <laughs> to the head of the black gang and steals a Pepsi. And then it shows him like sitting there guzzling his Pepsi down. And then not one scene later, it shows him throwing the Pepsi away, walking back to the same guy's locker and stealing a second soda. And it's like, Roberto has decided to steal a second soda from the head of the black gang. And it is, it is a hoot of a show. The women in this season, at least, people are telling me the women in other seasons are much better. The women in this season suck because the whole mission is supposed to be the three that are in that block split off and like make little connections and get to know everybody else in the block. All three of them instantly just form a little click and they're just talking to one another. And then How's one the of them, doing? I, I, the I blonde is doing better sure. than I thought. Ooh. I was, we were all convinced the conservative, absolutely. The, the yeah, everybody else is like. It's like it was like I was saying on the stream. It's like they ask you when you're on there, like, what do you want on there? Oh, construction worker, construction worker. What do you want on there? Oh, ex-con and you work real estate. Perfect. Ma'am, what would you military like on there? Veterans. Oh, uh, mil military veteran, former CEO. And then she's just like, no, I want right wing conservative on there. It's like, what? <laughs> it doesn't. Whatever, she did man. not say that. I guarantee whatever. it. They were like, let's call her a right wing conservative. Everyone will hate her. Yeah, well, I was convinced she was going to do the worst. And then it ended up that the ringer from that season, Steve, who they, they, they you know, built him up in the beginning. They're like, and then for our final ringer, because they have six people going in on their own. And then just in case those six people get compromised because of some sort of information leak, they have a ringer go in who's totally independent. The other six have no idea who this guy is. He's just blending in. And he is pumping his own tires i'm a private investigator i've been in lots of fights i've i've seen things you wouldn't believe i've done undercover work i've done undercover work for organizations but i can't like even bad name undercover work like people shoot at me when i'm in the trees yes <laughs> <laughs> people shoot at me when i'm in trees people when they catch me tailing them they'll rear end me it's like okay so you're not a very good one he gets he gets one day in he lays under a blanket and then Someone asked him, like, how long are you in for? He's like, I don't know, maybe like a couple a couple of months. And then like the, the black guy walks over to the camera in the corner. He's like, shit, you on like 60 days in? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was day one. And the guy's like hiding under his cover. Like, oh, no, I've been here for 40 minutes and I'm already exposed. And then all of these inmates in there know that they're being recorded. And so two of these crazy people start talking about a way to get drugs in that they're clearly not actually using. And they're like, so what we what we do is is we dip a a birthday card in acid, and then we let it dry, and then we soak the birthday card in uh, cologne, a couple sprays, so that when it's coming in the jail, they spray, they smell it, and they go, oh, this is just perfume. They don't know that it's just an enormous tab of acid, effectively. And this guy laying down is like jackpot, and <laughs> as if the problem in U.S. prisons is LSD. <laughs> And, and so immediately he's been in there for one hour shows him like interviewing and he's like, 
I found what I needed. I'm out of here. Day one. Yep. And the, the, the way you get out is you go, Ooh, my, sh like you're supposed to make, like walk up to the camera and be like, Ooh, grabbing your shoulder. Ooh, my shoulders. Ugh. Ooh, my, sh Whoa. Doing that. And by just a couple minutes in, he's walking around going, Ah, <laughs> ah mm, ooh, both of them now. Ah, <laughs> he's like walking up and, and he loses his mind to the point because they're not responding to him because they're like, bitch, this is a show. You're not actually on a mission. We need you to be entertaining in there. You're, you're, you're content. He walks over to the payphone, calls them and is like, I've been doing the sign. Have you been missing my sign? Have you been missing it? They're like, just, just stay in there. You, we're not interested in LSD. You can find more stuff for us. And he's like, I'll tell you what. I'm making the sign again right now, and you're gonna be in here in ten minutes, or I'm gonna stand on this table in the middle of this, in the middle of this pod, and all of these motherfuckers are gonna know what's going down. And immediately they're like, Get Steve out of there. He's gonna ruin the whole show. And so they just pull him out. And Steve's like, I thought they were gonna put me on a different assignment because I discovered it so quickly. And then they just told me. You can't threaten us and expect to stay on the show. Do you know how hard <laughs> it is to get kicked out of prison? <laughs> and so that guy is lowest of the power ranking. Highest power ranking now is the black guy who's a cop because he's already becoming a ranking member of the gang. Like he's screaming at people, being very alpha. He's going overboard a little that bit. Guy's like, jacked. Yeah, he looks good. He what, and he's threatening. I, somehow, maybe I saw his face or like collarbone up, and I'm like, he looked. Pretty skinny, a little skinny to get by in prison. And then I saw him longer and it was like, what the fuck? He could be a wide receiver or something. Like, yeah, he's yeah, he's a fit, big guy. So him and Abner uh, are my two favorite ones so far from that season. But I got to watch more of this. It's great. Yeah, I love the show. Uh, if you go back to, it might be season two and three. It, they're in, I know one of the things they'll do is like season one and season two might both be in Indiana. I know the first season is Indiana. I don't know if they just go back to Indiana for the second season, but they go to Fulton County, Atlanta, Georgia at one point for two, two, two seasons, you know, mm -hmm. and one guy, this white guy, he gets in so good with the prisoners and the prisoners love him so much. They call him white Mike, white Mike. They're playing ball. He's like good at everything. He's an ex Marine. <laughs> <clears throat> he's like athletic, like playing basketball with all black guys and he's holding his own and he's just good at stuff and he's friendly. People like him. He's 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 in and they get to the end of season two or season three, whichever it is. And they go, so, Mike, um, you did amazing. You did amazing. You found a lot of great intel. I, we got to ask you, though, would you like to do 60 more days? <laughs> and he's like, ah, I need to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> the next day he's like. You son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> he was doing so well, he's in for 120. <laughs> he, he does 120. Don't and they earn a thousand I, bucks a day. Am I right on that? We've done a lot of research to determine what they get paid. It's impossible that it's a thousand bucks a day, though. If you look at the economics of an A and E yeah, show, like there's just not enough money involved for that to be profitable with like, let's call it eight contestants, eight thousand dollars a day for 60 days. It's 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 not gonna work out. Um yeah, if it's a lot were... of money. <laughs> I think I think us doing math could be a new tentpole topic. It's four hundred eighty thousand dollars, I think, just off the top of my head. No but it's, it's 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 hard it's to do money. this and, and do the math in my head. But still, I it, it seems like too much. I, I I think I read that they pay them maybe maybe ten thousand a month each or something like that, which is still a lot of money. I was but guessing, yeah. 
I, I feel like that's enough to draw a lot of people in, but not so much that it breaks the bank for a show. To, oh, to... you know, another motherfucker on the season five that I like, uh, who he's like this, he's a super fan. His only thing it says under his name is fan of the show. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was like, his like intro was like, you know what? I've watched every episode and I just don't want to be the first one who gets kicked out, but I think I'm going to do okay. You know, I've watched enough episodes and he gets in there right away and he's, and there's someone screaming on the floor, having a seizure. And he's like, I always watch the, the onboarding process. And I thought, man, how are people getting scared already? I got to tell you, I'm very frightened. And so, <laughs> I like so, this dude. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's a likable guy. He's just a bit doughy, and and you know his nips are always showing. But he does one thing in the I middle. Like him more. Where every time he's like getting interviewed, he's like, I have no idea what's what's going on, and I don't know what I'm doing. Like he's very like, upfront <laughs> like about this it. Guy. I know he, he's self confidence like, in, in admitting. Yes, in, in the beginning. Oh, he's the preacher oh, man, right? Yes, he's the one that like right in the middle of a big get together, he goes, Bible study, Bible study. And that been, guy, he's walking around, that he's guy, like, beta, beta males his his way to second in command, which is fitting as a beta. See, he gets to the point that. where he is number two of all the whites, and the leader of the whites has him as like his, I don't know, his commander or something. He's the one who like goes out and organizes. He's the one who delivers the the orders, and obviously it's a very racially tense thing in there. So like the whites are probably more racist than any other race because they're often outnumbered and well, in any case, they make up for it with aggression. Not just that they make up for, for it with overt racism. Whereas like the blacks aren't always talking about whitey, you know, but the whites seem to be awfully concerned with what the other races are up to. And, and so like the preacher man, who's the plant will be talking with like the, 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 the number one in command white guy and he'll be dropping some in bombs and he'll be like, he'll be talking about like all sorts of things that I won't go into. And the preacher man just got to be like, yeah, that's there, how they are. Where <laughs> it like showed him to like the preacher man talking to him being like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then the guy walks around him and the preacher man's the last one leaving the room. And he just looks up at the camera and goes, <laughs> and he's like just all scared but he basically like he was trying to call the bible study but like he was clearly trying to do it the way that he thinks prisoners walk he was walking around going like bible study bible study hey y'all bible study down here nobody, nobody comes to his bible study he's sitting there by himself he also made the mistake of white tv hour like they had uh they're apparently like kyle said they have racial tvs except uh the guy who was I leading hope they that block. Full House. I hope that's where this is going. Uh, the guy named Rocker, who's the black guy in charge. And this block, the black gang, is the most powerful. I think it was the other block where it was the, the white gang that's the most powerful. So there are like different dynamics there, but they're not interacting, obviously. And it's the, the white guy who looks like Lord Farquaad, the head of the whites, is like, hey, it's your day. You know, pick what's on TV, dude. Pick what you want. And the guy's like, I don't know. I didn't know what to pick. I didn't, I just didn't want to ruin white TV day is what he said. <laughs> and, and he goes ESPN. And then everybody's gone. Oh, oh, and he's like, but it's March madness. What you guys don't want to watch March madness. And then they turn it on that. He sits down and looks away from the TV and rocker starts going, how are you going to put it on ESPN? You're not even watching the TV. <laughs> Give me the remote. And he's like yelling. And, and this poor preacher guy is like alone in his little confessional later. And he's like, well, I ruined white TV day. <laughs> <laughs> so that guy, that guy, I like a he's lot. He's cool. 
After watching six seasons of that show, I think that's what it is. I feel infinitely better about how I handled myself in jail and in prison because some of these people are such pussies and such bitches and so socially retarded that it's just like, why would you say that? Why would you do that? Why would you stand there? Why are you sitting like that? What's wrong with you? Like, like, wait till you get to the season in Fulton County where they start thinking that one of the fellows is gay because he walks a little funny mm. and he carries himself a little funny. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Because, <laughs> like, if you were trans, like, if you were a hot gay person in there, if 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 you were attractive and, like, open to, like, servicing some men, that'd be okay. Nobody'd mind. They'd love that, some of them in particular. But if you're just, like, a regular-looking guy, if you look like one of us, and you're just gay, that doesn't fly. That doesn't fly. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not hot enough to be gay. We all know that. Now, and also... Maybe if and, I worked out in prison, I would be. We don't right? have the build for it, Woody. A lot of burpees. <laughs> <laughs> burpees. Burpees until you... No, 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 no. Forget the burpees. Anymore. Squats. Mm, that's good thinking. That's that's what's going to serve you best as a prison bitch. Up. Yeah, huh? Literally. Nice and firm back there. Mm-hmm. That'd be funny to be a guy who ruins it immediately, where they're like talking to me. They're like, Taylor, you're going to go in, try and infiltrate the white gang, see how high up you can get. And as I'm going in, getting interviewed, I'm like, they told me to infiltrate the white gang. I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to do that. Just walk in and be like, hey, what's up, Holmes? It's me, Tito. And then immediately, like, get him out of there. Get him out of there. It's like, <laughs> immediately, immediately, they have to pull me out. They're like, and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize they would tag me as white. And it's like, you had an American Eagle shirt on. <laughs> you were the only new prisoner with Sperry's. <laughs> man, you don't like boating recreationally, man. <laughs> man, you know, for Hispanic TV Day, I'm putting on HGTV, get a little property brothers. Yeah, it's like, what the, <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're not you're not pulling it off, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's a great show. Um, and there's some like legit like fights and stabbings that oh, yeah. go down. It um I seen th- stabbings. They're kind of rare. Um, I'm trying to think of the season that has the stabbings. It's not Fulton County. Um, it's in that season. Like one of the guys was like is like an ex college quarterback. He's like big black guy and he's really ripped and he's tall and thin and and like he's just got his shirt off all the time, like doing chin ups on the stairs for the I cameras. And uh, at some point, two of the other prisoners get into like an argument, and it it just keeps getting more and more serious until they're shouting and yelling and sort of in that pre-fight stance and one runs away like runs away and you're like well that was weird and he immediately returns with a mop handle first swings it at the guy and misses and it snaps in two and instead of hanging on to the jagged handle he drops that because the guy he swung at has pulled out a shank oh excuse Uh me a, a chink and he and the guy starts stabbing the fuck out of him as fast as he can all like 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 the guy getting stabbed kind of goes in like for a takedown maybe but that just opens the back of his head and the and his shoulders up to just and like the worst stab one was actually his ear because ears bleed like crazy and so there's just blood flowing everywhere and oh yeah he was fine Mostly That's the fun. thing. When I think about a knife wound, 
I think about a singular one or sometimes a slash, which is awful cosmetically. But um, people who are serious about stabbing, they'll get 12, 15, 25 stabs in oh, there. Yeah. It's Especially a real like prison, a sharp toothbrush. Like they know they can't get you with one. And so prison stabbings, it's like, oh, so and so was stabbed 37 times. Cause it's yeah, just the knives almost 37 always suck. Three quarter inch, you know, incisions in your body. Yeah, most of the knives suck. It'll be like a really small screwdriver that's been like sharpened to a really sharp point. They're like or like like ice pick wounds, but not but it's never even long as an ice pick. It'll it it, it nail they'll sharpen a nail up like literally a nail and then put that in something like a t-grip so that the nail protrudes out between the knuckles and they can punch with it eh. it's real I mean, troublesome it's... cool show though cool show it's an right. interesting premise i i had read that it was fake but after watching it i don't think that that is fake that looks I'm pretty not... fucking legit i had people in chat taylor Merck on twitch come hang out guys i had people in chat saying like oh this is so fake so fake i i don't even humor that like it's better to believe it's real. You know, I, I don't want to go into it trying to poke holes that much unless it's no, I, really over the top. Obvious. I don't think it's, I don't think it's fake. I think that um, the way they edit it sometimes can be to like pump up the drama. Like maybe if something's happening and they go to like a close up shot of someone for a reaction, maybe that reaction wasn't right at that moment. Yeah. Maybe they're not actually reacting that way to what happened, but that's just to like get a narrative going. Of course, but the, the actions that happen are real and the prisoners are actually in there. So last night I was reading about that. What happened was Taylor asked if anyone ever died on the show and I it raised my curiosity. So I started looking at it, started reading all about the show, etc. Contestants have said that certain things are, are fake or misleading. And by that, they mean that like, like, look, they acted like I was in really hot water for this thing. Actually, wasn't like they they, they they pumped some music in and made it seem like a bigger deal than it really was. They acted like the cause of my hot water was this thing. Like actually, you know, they were mad about something else, and they just stringed together some misleading editing and to mm -hmm. make it look like the anger was caused by that. Or the you know, yeah, take a couple events and turn them into one bigger one with a longer yelling match. So, so yeah. that, but all the footage is real. It, better yet. It's edited, but not scripted. I think that's, a, there that's you the go. phrasing I'm looking for. Certainly so, yeah. And, and so that definitely doesn't make it fake. Like, like, But if you look at any other reality show, like Survivor or Big Brother or anything like that, that's just fake as fuck. It's, it's so fake. It's so fake. All of it's so fake. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched Survivor since yeah, I wonder what one. level of fake think. it is. Like, like, for example, do they choose who wins the competitions? Do they... The, the, who gets voted off? Is that chosen by the producers or the contestants? Like, where is the fake begin and end? I would say that all of that is legit. Like the voting and the uh, the the winners and stuff is is legit. But the way that things are presented to us are completely different. And they might suggest that like contestants don't know a thing, when in reality, like Jeff Probst just walked over there and like, all right, so here's what we're gonna do. Y'all act like you're hearing this for the first time when I tell it when we do it in a minute. But I, it, just a lot of it is scripted, really, like 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 reactions and mm. uh, and all that stuff. It's it's super fake. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna watch more of it. That show's awesome. Oh, that show's great. I, I'm I like getting that really show a lot. into these shows that are just like chaos porn almost, where it's like 60 days in intervention hoarders 
Hoarders, creme de la creme of those in some ways because they get so, so good. Hoarders can be different. You can get that one lady that has nothing but bags of cat shit and, <laughs> and human feces at the top of her stairs. And then there's the other like kind of people where it's like they're just way too into records. Yeah. And it's like it's too it's like organized, but it's just con controlled chaos. And yeah. it's way better when it's the cat shit people. Way yeah, better. I agree. Like 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 some of those people, it's like, wait a minute, if you just sent those guys from the history channel, like the the pickers over yeah. here, they'd be <laughs> delighted. Right? Like like he's just got a lot of Star Wars figurines laying everywhere. But then you go across town and there's a lady who's literally living in dead animals and human excrement. And they start mm -hmm. pulling out the cat skeletons <laughs> one by one. Yeah. <laughs> they find so many dead cats. You know what? There are no hoarders with dogs. I've no, the it dogs is a, are just a cat thing. There was a yeah, hoarder it's a... two doors down from me. When we moved into our Ocean City house, our next door neighbors were, well, one was like a motel and the other was a regular person. And then a hoarder. And that house was like, it was the worst of the worst hoarders. Um, they eventually. Could, could like, you smell it? the like the seam of the house broke open from the the pressure of the the contents <laughs> inside jesus it popped yeah that's how 12 year old woody got in and uh we went like yeah. also how he got syphilis <laughs> well for the for the first time um the like it, it like burst that's how i remember it anyway i think i'm right on that and and it was just like we walked in and i couldn't believe that people lived that way there were paths inside the house to like get yeah. from room to room. And even those paths weren't always clear. Like you had to step over grocery bags and stuff like that. It's like they started encroaching on the path space and it wasn't organized and it was junk, like junk, junk boxes full of nonsense, maybe old clothes, uh, rotting food, um, like broken furniture, like things that had no value. But I guess they thought, you know, oh, I might, might need two thirds of a bed rail someday. I'll yeah, it's keep a sickness. this around until, until yeah, I need it. It's some sort of weird psychological upset. Jim Jim Norton had a really funny line in some old ONA where he was pretending to be the hoarder. He's like, "Oh, I didn't expect you. Can you give me a decade?" <laughs> <laughs> the house was three stories tall. Like it was a pretty good size home, and uh, every story was like that all the way up. The stairs were treacherous mm. to climb. And mm -hmm. uh, just like, I don't know, it was like a garbage dump inside a house. And it was insane. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Like, and I'm sure it was like this too, where when the piles of things become so large, they start decomposing and then it's no longer even, you can't even differentiate what the pile used to be. They it's melt. just a now like melting pile of decomposing shit. Yeah, shit melts together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not like and literal the, shit necessarily, but like even like newspapers some, and all this pulpy stuff. Yeah, there's lots of literal shit too, depending on the number of cats or like, dude, or if they're like pooping all of Those floor. people who can't like figure out what to do with their own shit, it's like, this isn't a home anymore. This is a dump. Like, yeah. like I can't imagine a world in which I no longer have a place to shit in my home. Like, 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 can you, like, like, like I just can't imagine like, I would go outside. Like, I would go outside. I'd rather be like, camping than live in a dump. Like if my toilet broke and it was like emergency shit time, there's woods behind my house and I'm going into them to shit. And if that short of that, if it's broad daylight and the neighbors are out playing football, I'm going to poop in a bucket or something. And then that bucket's going in the woods. Like, like, like yeah. there's no circumstance in which I just like continue shitting into 
the toilet that doesn't work anymore, wiping my ass, and then taking the shitty toilet paper and adding it to the pile of other shitty toilet paper. And that's what they do. The only people who liked that hoarder were the garbage men because guaranteed <laughs> she didn't put anything on that curb for over a decade. Yeah. Just all of it kept in the house. Yeah. So, yeah, and that, that was one of the episodes where it got condemned. And it was like, she was no, crying. We, we have to burn your house down because it's so <laughs> dangerous. You've, you've endangered everyone. That's where COVID started. Is what we're going to find out. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of the time, like it, it's rare, but sometimes it's like with like that show, My 600 Pound Life. So often, and that Indian doctor, Dr. Now, speaker of truth, such one of my idols, love that guy. But it is refreshing in like one out of 10 episodes where someone will come back in and the guy will be like, Tim, I am so proud of what you've done here. You've lost even more money or more weight than we were thinking. And it's like, yeah, Tim, hell yeah, dude. Because it's a nice, you know what I mean, Kyle? Like, I know you've watched a lot of that show also. I, I don't it. know if you have, Woody. But like, it, and the reason that's satisfying is because nine times out of 10, they will come back in. They will lie to his face about, uh, I've only been eating 800 calories a day and somehow I'm putting on more weight. Have you ever considered that it's not the food that's doing it? Have you ever considered that doctor? Are you so wrapped up in your science that you can't? <laughs> and whereas like some mealy mouthed white doctor might be like, well, you know, there are a lot of ancillary things that could happen. He's like, no, it's the food. <laughs> it's the food. You're eating too much. Don't lie to me. Don't waste my time. And they'll just like <laughs> leave he's got he's like i've i've got i'm too busy i'm too busy for your shit i got a bunch of other hippos and other rooms <laughs> to go inspect and so that that shows great uh thousand pound sisters those that's another good one uh i've only watched a little bit of that but those gals are so big that they've begun storing fat in their foreheads and they're losing their sight oh like their eyes I, they didn't say that but if you look at them like they're they're well, look, look at this. Bud Taylor's I, I need an image. The entire continent of Asia can't see either. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me show you this, and you tell me that these bitches aren't slowly going blind. <laughs> Especially the one the one on the left. The amount of forehead fat is encroaching on. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! All right, look. The one on the right legitimately looks like Jabba the Hutt from from star wars <laughs> yeah yeah and the one on the left and she's cross-eyed wait the, the picture i linked um well you linked like google oh I, i'm sorry i meant to link this no picture. it's better this way you get a like a yeah i've like been a, showing like, a bunch of them to people I wonder, do you see all the same people this one looks asian that's after she gained a little more weight i i i, I can't see that's a that's a eye joke. There, oh, oh, scroll down. There's a picture of her with her boyfriend, and that one. Is oh, he likes a it, big that, booty. Look, but look at the eye thing that I'm talking about there. Yeah, it's that's oh very my god. Apparent it's like one. she's got a um, like right here. There's like a pocket of fluid, like right in the middle of the forehead, the size of like a uh, a um, um, a coaster, a drink coaster. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, I like that the that that she's with a fit black man though. And I bet he, got, he like he's at work with his boys, and and one guy's like, "Yeah, my girl got the biggest booty you ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> and the other one's like, "No, -uh, my girl got a donk." And he's just like, "Gentlemen, <laughs> 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 let me show you a photograph of my young lady." 
<laughs> hey, yeah, can you throw her on the flatbed and swing her by the site? <laughs> God <laughs> damn. Yeah, that's uh, so my my joke wasn't entirely wrong. Looks like they're losing their sight. It looks like she's We're, going to lose her sight. Just from fat. The, well, she can't look up for sure. If some if like a bird was coming down from above, she she definitely doesn't have like that angle anymore. No. And so I haven't watched enough of this show to know if it's that good. Probably not nearly as good as my 600 pound life because that Did you mention 48 the first 48 hours too? I haven't watched that. No. Oh, I like that. What we watched that a lot in prison. And uh, we would critique the criminals. What's the premise? <laughs> ah, so you follow a a law enforcement team usually it's maybe like one officer and his partner i've seen a lot of episodes like that and you begin right when a crime is committed like like a murder like 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 this lady we just uh, an episode i watched this lady is found in her car i want to say like her body's been burnt and she's mm -hmm. dead in the car and they're like all right clock's ticking and the idea is that murders that aren't solved within the 48 hours the first 48 hours the the solve rate uh, it like really drops down if you don't mm -hmm. catch the bad guy in the first 48 hours then the odds of you catching him are, are greatly diminished at that point and sure enough like two days in like they've got this guy and they're like we think it's him and they bring him he's like they call him like hey um we know you're not involved like winks at his body like <laughs> we know he's involved but, uh, you know, we know that you knew Michelle. We'd like you to come in. Like, maybe you saw some suspicious character she was hanging around with. Mm. That, you know, like you. And uh, <laughs> maybe some violent men who were with her buying drugs, like you were. Um, so maybe you could come in and talk to us about it. He's like, yeah, sure. He comes into the interview room. <laughs> he takes a selfie while they leave him alone in one of those Law & Order style interview rooms with the handcuffed table. Like he's chilling, having a, alpha. when I saw that, I was uh, like, like the prisoner next to me, I was like, no way this guy did it. Look at him. He's taking selfies of himself in the interrogation room. Nobody is that loose and like confident. I was wrong. He's just a fucking dumbass. He's the, he's the biggest dumbass ever. 12 hours later, they're locking his ass up on the street, dragging him away. And at the end, the credits roll. And it's like, he was sentenced to 37 years in federal prison. And you're just like, God damn. It's that's interesting that that's such a popular show in prison. The 48 but I guess hours critiquing... thing I question, though. Like, let me lay it out. I used to work in tech support. And the bosses had this thing. They're like, you know, we were discovering that if the question isn't solved on the first call, and that question's average lifespan is five days. And it's like, so they're like, we need to really focus on getting everything solved on the first call. Okay, genius. If a question's not solved on the first call, it's a hard one. That's why they're lasting so long. It's not the, not the like if a murder is not solved in the 40, first 48 hours, it has fewer clues. It's, it's not that something about the 48 hours is the primary reason they they go unsolved. oh sure exactly it's that they're tougher ones to crack that the of course mm -hmm. hmm. well and probably like caseload stuff like yeah, the longer it, it sits back the, there the more what it really is is that crimes that you can solve in the first 48 hours are easy ones slam dunks or dunks or yeah or what do they call and them the based wire? on the wire they're trying to get their clearance rates up so they're not going to bother with the really difficult ones because right now 
who it is going down in uh baltimore everybody's getting fired oh and uh is the, okay in the wire is this is, is this right? yeah in the wire okay. and this you know this the black guy's white lieutenant who has that crazy accent that really weird accent you know what i'm talking about the, you just said the black guy and, the, the, and it's, the a, black, it's a show about uh, with the, like a the, dozen black characters the, the black major as a white major colvin okay major colvin i think it's major colvin and he has like a second in command white bunny bearded lieutenant guy who has yeah. like a crazy is that a baltimore accent and if it is is that why does nobody else have it in the show um mcnulty has a very authentic baltimore accent um i never noticed Wait, the lieutenant colvin's a black guy is that are we talking about the right person I thought it was a major, but um, Major Colvin's second in command. He has a, he's a he's a white man in his late fifties with facial hair. He's like his right hand man when they're setting up the free zone. Um, this is some nitty gritty shit. Yeah, I was trying to show a picture of people to people so that they could place him, but oh, man. I'm struggling. Like, uh, it's hard to Google Colvin's second in command. Let's try it. Well, fuck me. Sorry, guys. I, I was just trying to figure out if that was because he's, he's oh, here's but it, could, it could be maybe it's Philadelphia because he's he's talking the way like Dennis. He's talking the way like Dennis makes fun of Philly accents from it's always sunny, you know, and I didn't know that people from Philly like talk like that for real. I thought it was more like Dennis making fun. And it was this is the weirdest accent. if I'm probably missing it, but like a fucking mile. But that it was weird. Like the way that guy in the show was doing it, it sounded nothing like any accent I've ever heard. He's the only guy saying anything like that in the entire show. And he sounds like Dennis making fun of a Philly accent. When I think Philly accent, I think of Rocky Balboa. No, I'm sure. I went to college in Philly. I've been to Philly. They sound like me. Okay, well then, Dennis. Then I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this guy. Maybe he has a speech impediment. But you have zero accent, Woody. I think you've... I don't know, you make fun of me all the time about shit I say wrong. <laughs> that can't be true. Well, well, accent has nothing to do with your issue. Oh, <laughs> Everyone says nuclear in my area. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, none of us really have. Any well, accent. if they did, then that, then that would be correct. It, it is nuclear. I did it on purpose, though. That's not the one I say. I didn't want anyone to make fun of me. <laughs> learning. I mean, Kyle, you, you escaped the accent game for the most part, Kyle. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten rid of probably like 90% of mine, maybe 85. Yeah. I'm Midwest. Perfectly I grew up neutral. in a real. Uh, Everyone you know, understands me. Grew up in a real rural area. We said oil. Earl. Foil. Moil. Moil, <laughs> a moil. We don't say moil too much. We run them folks out of town. Yeah. <laughs> is a moil a Jewish person? It is. Oh, he's the one who performs the circumcision. Uh, yes. Yep. Uh, fun, fun facts. Fun culture facts. So, anyway, the wire's sick though. I'm really enjoying it. We don't, we don't have to talk about that though. I'm, I'm almost done with. Or no, I'm like episode five, season three, and already it's better than all of season two combined. Oh yeah, yeah. It 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 gets better. As Ziggy was the most killable character I've seen in any show for a while. Ziggy sucks dick. I hate that so, character so much. Least favorite character for sure. Yeah, when you're done with that, we'll uh, we'll recommend something else. I have to think like what you haven't seen that would be like the creme de la creme. Yeah, I mean, I could always go to well, Supernatural, <clears throat> but I would be looking not, more for those ones that people rave about, like Sopranos. Um, I think you might like Big Love. I haven't even heard of that. Big Love is, uh, I think Bill Pol- Yeah, it's a. I think Bill Pullman is the star, and um, 
He has yeah. three. In um, Gene Triplehorn, I think plays his wife, and uh, the daughter is played by a girl who's a famous actress now and does a lot of shit. Amanda but in any Siegfried. case, Amanda Siegfried, yes, very hot, especially on that show when she's, I don't know, fifteen, sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> They're Mormons. It's okay. I like oh, sister okay. love. Isn't that the sister wives? Sister Wives is better than Big Love because it's real. It's a real reality TV show. Yes. Um, but Big like, Love is a drama, so that takes not away fair. the interesting part to me. That that's why but so the other one is uh it's a guy's married to three women and you see their relationship and the challenges in it. They get chased out of like Utah, I think, and they find their way to Vegas and you know he earns a lot of money and he, he deals uh, I don't know, like you see their love life and like the fat one's a little jealous that he seems to want to have sex with the hot one the most. And I was like, well, yeah. And uh, it's, I, I like, I know it's a reality TV show, but I like the fact that it's at least based in real. It's supposed to be real. Yeah, I don't. I, uh, you know, I feel like it's like comparing The Wire to Cops, right? You know, Cops is real. It's real drama. They're actually locking people up, serving and protecting. But, you know, there's no McNulty having a drama with his ex-wife and like, the she's dating a lawyer or whatever the fuck and he's like looking down at the lawyer and they're nice like seats right behind the plate while he's up in the mezzanine you know you don't get all that because you didn't have a great team of writers just making it up as they went along more like the but, wire versus 48 where you follow a case a little longer but yeah, sure i see it i see it um yeah that's a good show though i like that show a lot um i've seen every episode of that twice uh i i dig it good show and I didn't know as much about um, LDS as I did, like like going in. I, I really didn't know anything about Mormons at all. I was just like, oh yeah, there's really polite people that go door to door. But like the more I learned about it, the the cooler it was. Like like the some of the basis of their religion and uh, and how like the polygamists are really like the redheaded stepchildren of that religion, and and they go to like. A, a, a legitimate LDS church. So their polygamy has to be like top secret. And that's, it's a bit like the Americans that he has this secret that he's always got to keep. Like only like, like, like close family. No, obviously because you can't hide it from your family, but like everyone else like doesn't know. And so he has to hide the fact that he's got three wives and all these inventive ways. It's, it's really fun when like he's with both of his, all three of his wives or maybe even just two and he has to explain why the third one or the second one is there it's it's, it's mm -hmm. a lot of fun it's silly well i mean mormons are good people so i mean sure not, not not so much on this show they seem like some awful people he's great he seems like a nice guy like he doesn't cheat he's respectful he's a provider he's always trying to balance his time to like give to each of them like He'll pray sometimes and his prayer, you know, that's where you get a real good insight into like what's going on with him when he's alone by himself praying to God and they're good prayers. You know, you, you, you hear his prayer and you're like, oh, he's praying for like the strength to like show his wife more, more um, of his softer side or like the ability to like instill in his son like the the morals that 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 he that, that he cares about or whatever it's like like he's really like nice things that he asks for he's never like god if i could just get the other supermarket store going i'd be making two million a year we'd be in the big time it's never that it's always like 
help me work into my daughter's life and, and be a part of it before she's gone. It's, it's always good stuff. He's, he's just such a lovable, likable guy a in a job. weird world. We'll have to check that out after The Wire. Well, that's going to be quite a change of pace. After, yeah. After The Wire and The Sopranos. Do you watch The Expanse? I know Woody and I are big fans. No, I've scrolled past it, but I've never watched it. Mm. Maybe that's a good one then, up next. That might be the way to go. How many seasons does that have? Enough I would guess three or four. Oh, that's First couple seasons were made by the Sci-Fi Channel, I believe. And then, is it Netflix that bought it? Amazon, I think Net right? Amazon, Amazon, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Then Amazon bought it and then it got great because they've got money and they can curse. Yeah. <laughs> and they can show like top of butt crack. I don't know why they're not showing titties. That's so ridiculous. Amazon should be showing titties as much as they want. I'm rewatching um, The Witcher and I'd forgotten just how many titties there are. So many titties. Didn't that show just come out? Pardon? The Witcher? No. Witcher? No. Uh, it came out last year. Um, yeah, I'm, I really enjoyed the Witcher. I thought it was great in hindsight. I'm low key angry what they did with the time changes. Like what they filmed the Witcher and then they played it on shuffle for some fucking reason. I can't explain. And you're supposed to watch it on shuffle. Why did you do that? What, what? Um, so having, since I'm going, I agreed with you hundred percent the first time I watched it and I okay. do find it to be confusing it would have helped a lot if they have just been like a little title thing there that was like 10 years later. Mm -hmm. That would have solved so many problems. So I, I don't have a problem with the time jump as much as I do with them not explicitly throwing it out there. Because if you don't memorize characters' names right away, you won't get it. Because there's a part where um, there's a king who had fucked his sister and then the sister died and the baby that was in her womb became a monster. And Gerald has to like save that monster and make it a human being girl again. Well, you go back in time and you see that King and his sister as children. And he's kind of like messing with her a little bit. Like, and it's sort of this hint that, Oh, they've always had a little something going on. And they use the King's name. Like, I don't remember his name, but I still don't see. That's the problem. <laughs> They're not normal but, names. They're extra hard. They're made up names, Witcher names. Like, like they're Larry not even Steve like old English. Yeah, yeah. They're... It's not even old English or something like that from our universe. Plot. It's made up goofy, goofy, woofy, laffy taffy names. <laughs> but um, but having but since I'm going through the second time and I, I I really recognize and pick it up, it does help with the character development a little bit. I feel like you mm. you learn you know more about the characters than if it were played in uh in chronology chronological order but i definitely agree that there should have been a title card or something going 10 years later 10 years earlier 10 years later like like just let me know anyone's watching the witcher this is how i watched it i i used uh like cliff notes i i'd watch an episode of the witcher and i'd enjoy it and understand i don't know 80 percent of it or something then i go to the wikipedia page and read a paragraph about what i just watched I'm like aha all right i get it now i'm ready for the next episode bring it at me and I just keep doing that where I'd sort of, oh, like it just sort of fill in the blanks, help me understand the time changes by, by reading a paragraph. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm pretty sharp, especially when it comes to, uh, to like TV shows and like picking up the little hints and like the way the character's eyes move at a certain point. Like, oh, he doesn't like what that guy said. But with that, I was a little bit fucking confused around episode three or so. I was like, well, wait, wait. 
wait, what? Because they don't age the actors either. Like 10 years pass, but the actors look exactly the same. Oh, that's annoying. At least all of the actors. Now it makes sense. Under their eyes. It makes sense that uh, Henry Cavill's character, the Witcher, Geralt of Rivia, doesn't age because he's a mutant. But nobody fucking ages. Like, like, like nobody ages. Maybe they're all. Well, yeah, no, I'm trying to think. Like the humans do. Like Kyle just mentioned, they flip back to them as kids. Uh, In that one instance, but it's different actors, is what I'm saying. Like that, that they just hired children to to like portray the king. But in the instance of, for example, the lioness, you know, the queen who's like a badass, who, who, um, you know, her granddaughter is, is the little girl who's very important to the whole story. And we're always following her. They went back to when, she, before the granddaughter was even born, you know, when her daughter was marrying the hedgehog man. You look pretty much the same. Look pretty much the same. Yeah. You know, yeah. pretty much the same, like minor, minor, minor differences, but like. She just had fought in a battle, you know. She was all bedraggled, so it was like. But in any case, that's a great show too. I like I, I like that show. It's what I'm watching uh, right at the moment. Have you seen that The Witcher, and... Taylor? No, I have not. Mm. Yeah, I haven't watched I any of that. I think that's better than some of the other suggestions we've given you. I do oh, the too. The ones you guys have said, Expanse is tickling my fancy the most. The Expanse is very cool. Um, it's which is uh, kind of up your alley, though. It As is a guy fantasy, that liked yeah. Game of Thrones before it was terrible and still likes. Uh, Lord Lord of the, Rings. Of the, Rings. the Expanse is sci-fi with just a little bit of fantasy, and The Witcher is fantasy with just a little bit of sci-fi. Okay. No, yeah, it, it, in the in the Witcher. Fantasy. So essentially, like like Cliff Notes, a Witcher is a a mutant that 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 has been made using magic to make a human being into a superhuman being for the purposes of fighting monsters. And our Is main character based on the game. Yeah. Oh. And I think the game might be based on some sort of literature, but I don't know. Yeah. I'd I assume a book or something, unless they're just making it straight from a game, which didn't work out for Halo. Um, they made a they movie. make a Halo movie. Yeah. They, I thought they made a Halo movie that sucked. No, they made a, like, um, like a Halo. That wasn't a movie. They, they made some live action stuff, but there was a point where Peter Jackson, Jackson was attached to make a Halo movie. And for whatever reason, it fell apart. I don't think it was that it got, it got disillusioned on Peter Jackson's part. I think there were some funding issues and some timing issues and uh, studio nonsense. A lot of the props that were going to be used in the Halo movie that Peter Jackson was was making ended up being used in District 9, that uh, Blomkamp movie. Mm, I haven't um, seen with, that movie in forever, but I, I remember liking it. Yeah, they made that on such a shoestring budget. Like, I don't recall what it is, but... It looks like a hundred million dollar movie, and I think they made it for ten or twelve. Well, good for them. They probably made a lot of money. But yeah, I'd watch The Witcher if I were you. And but I love The Expanse because I love sci-fi, and it's it's fucking it's like it's like a mix between it's a little. It reminds me of Firefly a little bit. It's sort of like cowboys mixed with like astronauts like mm-hmm. doing their thing. And there's like three different factions. There's the the Earthlings and the Martians and the Belters, the people who live out on the asteroid belt and are primarily miners. And they've lived out there so long, their, physi- their physiology is uh, altered. You know, they're, they're all long and lanky and don't have muscle tone because they, they, they live in low grav. It's cool mm-hmm. shit. Yes. Their um, bones are not strong. They're low bone density. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Um, Add or AMA question. 
Both. Ooh, adverse. Admit it. You think that cybercrime is something that happens to other people. You may think that no one wants your data or that hackers can't grab your passwords or credit card details, but you'd be wrong. Stealing data from unsuspecting people on public Wi-Fi is one of the simplest and cheapest ways for hackers to make money. When you leave your internet in, uh, connection unencrypted, you might as well be writing your passwords and credit card numbers on a huge billboard for the rest of the world to see. That's why we decided to take action, which is why we rec we're recommending that you get ExpressVPN to protect yourself from cyber criminals. ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. Uh, ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, or tablet. Turning it on, well, that's just one click away. Using ExpressVPN, I can safely surf on the public on public Wi-Fi without being snooped on or having my personal data stolen. For less than 7 bucks a month, you too can have the same ExpressVPN protection that we all have. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar, and it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months for free at expressvpn.com slash PKA. That's expressvpn.com slash PKA, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N for three months for for three months free with a one-year package. Visit them today. Link down below. Learn more. Pick them out. Pick them out. Yes. How you avoid Internet cybercrime. Internet security, very important. Kyle, have you... Oh, Taylor's here. Taylor. Have you seen the new Louis C.K. stand-up? I still haven't seen it. You I still haven't to... watched that. I know. I need to put that on my list as well. Everybody says it's great. Yeah, oh. I've heard it. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I would have called it good. Um, I, I didn't like the one before. I didn't either. His previous one, I didn't think was that, that the But Maybe one? Was it black and white? I don't remember. I think That's the last yeah, one I saw, I think. I think. So. He's like, you know, yeah, we all hate that children are being bombed, but maybe be you know children should be at bomb sites or whatever it is he said that is that the most <laughs> recent one it, it may be yeah i, I don't <laughs> i'm i'm remembering the black and white as well mm. yeah i'm getting it mixed up but anyway i saw the new one he saw he addressed the controversy twice could have gone deeper but you know <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> uh could have gone deeper yeah the rapist's biggest regret <laughs> uh, if only i had more time i could have done so much more uh, yeah i thought it was good not great i thought he addressed it well not outstandingly if that's a term but uh mm -hmm. it was an ama question i was wondering your thoughts on it but you haven't seen it so i know Ooh. i know i need to see that Ooh, i like this one it sent back to the 1800s this is once again from the amas mm. it's at 1800s and you can take three items with you and what would you do for money? So what are your three items? And then what do you do for money? I assume all of us will choose to rob. <laughs> I, my first thought was woodworking. Uh, I used to do a little of that. I feel like I could get back at it. No, the 1800s? The trade that other people are already doing there. Other people you are already robbing Taylor. Yeah, but not with a like a Gatling gun. <laughs> okay i don't know why you had to go to the gatling there are better guns now well whatever the best gun is is what i'm bringing them bringing you want three the best left. gun from now not the best gun from then <laughs> <laughs> come on right well we've both answered poorly so <laughs> i'm just trying to think what could you bring if you bring back something too fancy, you're going to get burnt at the stake or killed, and mm. they're just going to steal it from you. So it can't be over the top too fancy. 
So what do you fucking need? I would imagine you need some. It can't wear out too much, right? It, it, yeah. Like, like, oh, I know. I'll bring a good lighter. Well, fuck. That's that'll last you a week. And then what's your plan? Like, why is that's a stupid yeah. thing to bring? And probably lighters exist in the eighteen hundreds. They do. Yeah, they got fire. Right? Yeah, yeah. This, this is not dinosaur time. <laughs> yeah, down pat. And I mean, also, it, it, does it just say the eighteen hundreds, like broadly? Let's say, yeah, the year eighteen hundred. We'll say the U.S. is a fresh nation. Oh, mm. You know what would be smart to bring, like, Encyclopedia Britannica or something. Like that would have a lot of useful information in it. That would be. be and you not, yeah, that's. Part, I like this. That's a good one. <laughs> I really like fuck. You could like invent gasoline or something with the knowledge that's in there. I don't know if that exists in the eighteen hundreds, uh, but like, there's a whole lot of shit that you that you'd have figured out that you could. You know, that, fuck, how do you more efficiently mine for coal? Like, oh shit, check this you out. Figure out everything. You could you could be the greatest. You could be a, a real Edison and steal the valor of hundreds of inventors who are not even born yet. You're inventing um, the light bulb. You're inventing the correct kind of fuel, antibiotics, all sorts of shit. I'm not smart enough for that even with a book. I guess they just, they just made mold, right? So yeah. that's my understanding of it. Yeah. Some of them you could make, right? Like even if you can't cure malaria, you can invent penicillin or maybe. Telling yeah. people that germs are a thing. That's pretty impressive. Expose that fraud Helen Keller. When was she? Oh, oh <laughs> I was like, hey, everyone, there's going to be some lying cunt coming <laughs> About seventy years from now, believe don't you do not believe her lies. <laughs> I think I would. Uh, I think I would just pick some inventions from the uh, you know the eighteen hundreds that clearly the materials were there and the engineering was there, but just the idea hadn't come up yet. And I'd bring some models of them back. Like um, I'm pretty sure the locomotive, like the steam engine, was invented in the eighteen hundreds, like early eighteen hundreds. Like just bring like a model steam engine back, and you'll be the richest man on the planet right away. Yeah. Because or like a cotton gin schematic. I don't know why cotton my head gin. went straight to the tattoo gun. How do you not that? remember when the cotton gin was invented from history class? You know so many useless things. Why was it not eighteen hundred? No, it was like seventeen ninety. I mean, I don't know exactly. There's no way to know. I'm not doing it. I'm looking it up. You, you like Whitney? You That's like bait. Whitney? Don't think I can't spot your bait. Ah, eighteen oh one. Bullshit. It's seventeen ninety four. <laughs> I knew it. Nailed it. <laughs> oh, fuck! I thought you. I bought it. I tell you, got me. Oh <laughs> uh, damn it! Fuck! All right, so that would have been so funny. I'm like, hey, everybody, check this I out, got everyone. Maybe <laughs> just lied to get. To- <laughs> I guess someone's gonna knock your socks off, and they're like, hey, this is like a shitty version of what that other guy, Eli Whitney, made. It's like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> well, what else yeah. could it be? The the better cotton gin. Uh, the diesel no, tractor. Diesel tractor, train stuff. The diesel tractor? We're, we're going with like... We're replacing in- horses here. We're doing good shit. Well, they had steam well, engines. What's next? They didn't well, yet. That's why I'm saying we, we're inventing... They didn't have steam engines. 1804. When did we God get 1804? Damn. Not in the question. Taylor, I asked like what year? And Taylor said... 1800 exactly. I wasn't here for that. You were sitting right there. <laughs> I don't know. I would remember. Literally. Like that. Nope, nope, nope. That, I mean, dude, well, the, I'm pretty sure the internal combustion engine was probably invented in like 1885, 1895, in that period. Mm. Inventions 
of the I love that Taylor's our new fact checker. <laughs> this is a, this is the greatest transition in painkiller already. Is when was when was the internal combustion engine uh, invented? I'm saying 1885 to 1895. There's a lot of inventions here. Internal combustion engine. I have to search that up too. When was? What is an internal combustion engine? Because that to me means gas, but I think it means diesel is a steam engine and an ice. 1872. No, steam is not. It's, 1872. I guess it's not combustion, is it? Yeah, it's just an expansion type thing. But diesel probably is. Um, stuff to steal combust. here. Yeah, but 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 what do you need? So it combusts because of you, you. I'm sure you know this. It you know it pressurizes the vaporized diesel fuel until it com it spontaneously combusts from the pressure. But back then, like, what would have created the? There, there's no electric starter. Or anything to like get it going, so I don't know how that would work. You'd yeah, need like a. I, I want to say the first, like these old tractors. I watch videos of people starting very old tractors, and uh, they wind a flywheel up and like put energy into it. So they're not turning the engine; they're turning like a flywheel. spring, a flywheel. You know, like, like it's not a, a flywheel; is just a weighted wheel that eventually like goes right. Mm -hmm. This is like a they're pre-winding a spring to create tension, and then they kick it off, and it initiates it's, the engine it takes off and there's a lot of uh a lot of gears there a lot of oh, gear ratio yeah, up your, that's interesting kyle so you could bring a schematic for the colt breech loading revolver and invent that in the year 1800 instead of 1836 when that bastard samuel colt invented it so yeah i'm sure that won't ruin the world revolver How yeah cool. let's let's give some let's give let's give people fucking the a, a much more efficient way to kill 35 years earlier Damn, they invented steam engines before this motherfucker invented toy balloons. You could have given the South better weaponry for the Civil War. That Modern would day help matches. the bad guys win. The microphone? The microphone I'm not touching that. <laughs> it's too soon. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're, we're all stuck on the invention thing now because that's clearly the right move. I... Every time I'm asked a question about the past, I always have it in my head where it's like, ha ha, you'll be the only one with the guns. But it's like, oh, no, that's not far back enough. Some motherfucker with a Colt breech loading revolver is going to cap my ass while I'm walking up there dressed like a juggernaut from Modern Warfare 2. Every time I hear a question about the, ass, uh, the past, I think, aha, you're a genius by 1800 standards. Your knowledge of efficient google searches and uh i don't know gps systems will blow them away like actually what do you most of your knowledge is kind of worthless <laughs> i mean yeah you can yeah. sharpen I mean, a blade that's a cool thing I, if, guess. I mean if you go back far enough your ability to read and write are pretty pretty important you know not you know I'm that's gonna set your education is gonna put you really really far ahead of a lot of people if you want to just you know you just forge yourself a I would say, as a fake doctor, I know more than a real doctor from the 1600s. Maybe, right? Oh, I could, I could definitely riff better than a doctor from the 1600s. Mm -hmm. What do you got? Oh, oh. Demonic, demonic influence. Clearly. He's got blood ghosts. <laughs> blood ghosts. <laughs> demonic influence. Get them out of there. They're spooky. <laughs> All right, you're going to take two spoonfuls of hot lead daily, and by the time you die, I will be far out of town. <laughs> How much mercury do you have in the home, ma'am? <laughs> About a, uh, 1,800 cc. Oh, that's not enough <laughs> mercury. 
<laughs> so, uh, so I see your husband's right leg is terribly swollen, so we're going to inject his left leg with 1,800 cc's of mercury, and then they'll match. <laughs> and you, you, you know back in the day, even those doctors were like, can you believe just a few hundred years ago they were wearing those crazy bird masks? Anyway, it's <laughs> in the bloody water. I got to clean up. Like, <laughs> no, the, not the pit. Well, you can piss it in if you want. It's fine. We don't know what germs are. <laughs> I mean, piss no, is sterile. Nightingale has this ruined is not our... sterile, though. Yeah, it's sterile. Uh, that's, Taylor, that's can you fact true. check it and see if piss is actually sterile? It's not. <laughs> not sterile and here we were talking about bringing I blueprints Googled it. so many people say it's sterile because they saw it on fight club i think it's not urine it's not. is sterile first thing that happened when i googled it urine is sterile because it contains no living organisms but you like that doesn't mean if it's pissed into a water pot with blood and shit that it remains sterile it's i don't know why we have to add blood and shit we're talking about urine you can oh I was talking about the, the old doctors like joking around them. So am I. They can piss. You can piss right into that thing. They you can wash your hands with piss and perform surgery. Nothing bad will happen. What's your eye doctor's name? I'm gonna give him a call. <laughs> I'd rather not say. <laughs> hey, he wants to. Uh, this is what we call a social experiment. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's gonna call like, like the night before my appointment. Like, hey doc, it's Kyle. I I changed my mind. Just take the eye. Yeah, <laughs> and let's not talk about this tomorrow. I'm real nervous, <laughs> real scared. <laughs> we got you, the ultimate prank, <laughs> guys. We prayed Kyle. He's a cyclops now. High five. <laughs> this Johnny Knoxville, and this is steal your friend's eye. <laughs> This is sneak into your doctor's office and change the file before your friends find out. Urine is not sterile. Use of enhanced urine culture techniques to detect resident bacteria flora in the adult female bladder from the Journal of Clinical Microbiology. Urine is not <laughs> sterile, neither is the rest of you from Science News. You're not <laughs> sterile from popular science. I just copy Urine pasted. isn't actually sterile from the Smithsonian. Now, Steve, you got to eat the eye. Eat the eye. Eat the eye. Oh. <laughs> the vomiting on your eye. Oh, good idea. I do good see idea. your result from The Guardian from Peter Lund, University of Birmingham. But I, I... So the reason urine isn't sterile, according to this, is that sometimes people have bacterial infections, like, like bladder infections, and it touches your penis. Even your and I think the real issue is that less bacteria that, in urine than tap water. And and the real issue. Drink piss. And look, the internet is sexist. We all know this. What they're not telling you there, Woody. Mm -hmm. They're just calling. They're acting like all urine is created equal. False. Male urine <laughs> is virtually sterile. Female urine is hitting all kinds of shit on the way out. LiveScience.com confirmed urine is not sterile. Like I, I feel like I've got source after source. Science says no, urine is not standard. From Ripley's Believe It or Not. I mean, that has to be true. Well, if Ripley says so, then I'm sold. Uh, Have you ever gone the to clevelandclinic.org, urine isn't sterile. I could go on and on. Please do. I'm not gonna. It's enough. Wikipedia, urine least five is more. not sterile, not even in the bladder, which blows apart the girl stuff it's just all of this is it like all of my results are the different are different i think i've got better google than I you're using bing you're you, 
Woody's binging everybody. Well, that's that's what's happening if here. If you use Google, you don't get pictures of urine. So Woody's looking at <laughs> pee porn websites right now. That's where he's getting this from. Google is urine sterile. Decide for yourselves. That's it. No more fact checking for me, you guys. Yes. You Do your research in. on urine. I want a thesis from each and every mm -hmm. one of you by next Thursday. I need nitty gritty details and at least five sources. None of them five, can be five, Fight Club. Work cited page. Fight Club oh, is absolutely a source. <laughs> That's true. Fincher wouldn't lie to us. See, Chiz is on board with me. He says, if you can get it from the bladder, drink up. The real issue is it touching the tip of your penis on the <laughs> way out. The... If you, you piss should... hard enough, hmm. if you piss hard enough, then it won't even touch that. Your your pee hole is just like, ah! And it's just not touching anything on the way out. It's it's that lady pee that you got to avoid, folks. It's not sterile even in the bladder, but okay. And another win in the man's If they tally. have bacterial infections, there's no... It's sterile. You're right. There's no bacteria in our bodies. Only good bacteria. <laughs> okay. Probiotics to get more good germs. Yeah, I take a probiotic. Yeah. Yeah. I just eat. I just eat dirt. So I that figured out how too. to make money in the 1800s without a lot of sweat equity, and there has to be a better way. You guys have come up with the invention thing. You really want to run your own business? That's a pain in the ass. I, I, I maybe I could be a professor or something and just talk about shit I already know. I mean, you could invest in things, right? Like, like, like you, you don't even have to be the inventor. You could just invest in the companies. You could buy the land where oil deposits are, gold deposits are, uranium deposits are. If you've traveled back in time via some sort of time machine, uh, let's just say, then you could go back in time, work as a goddamn coal miner till you got yourself $100, invest it, just throw it in a savings account, like, like go back in the future, Pull the money out, and now you've got future millions where you don't have to like smell like don't a piece have of shit all day. Money. I'm not sure. I had to think about how to get around that. You know how to invest my like. Here it is. They're like, dude, there's a picture of Lincoln on this. Is I don't. I, that's not. Oh, well, you, you'd want to take material back, like gold. That might work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the three or silver. Silver would be the way to go because silver was much more valuable back then, and now it's like. Nothing. I didn't expect that. Really? Silver was more valuable than gold in the 1800s? No, not more valuable in gold than gold, but gold is still valuable today, and silver not so much. I see. Mm -hmm. We'd be buying low, selling high. And taking advantage of inflation simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, dude, I think the real idea is to put some money in a trust of some sort, have it grow, and then come back. Getting yeah, rich back to is the future incredibly style. easy. Getting rich in any kind of short human lifetime is hard. If I was a vampire, fuck. Put like $1,000 in the SCP 500, come back in 500 years. You'll be great. You know Ben Franklin did that, right? No, I didn't. Yes, Ben City of Philadelphia. I remember Ben that. Franklin, um, I, don't, I don't recall the, the dollar amount, but let's just say he took $1,000 and he put it into a savings account or a trust or something like that, and it could only be withdrawn um, in like the year 2010. And he left it to the city, the city of Philadelphia. I think so. And something else. He did two deposits. And when withdrawn, it was like $4 million, $5 million or something. That's insane. That's good, but not like, I don't think the city was like, our budget problems are solved with $4 million. It was more like Ben Franklin probably being like, dude, guys, this is pretty cool. <laughs> Doing the man invented know. electricity. I wonder how much he put in. Like, could I do something similar? Just be like, it become famous in the year 3010? 
Yes. You know Woody did that. Woody put aside $25 in the S&P 500. 25 American dollars? 2020, yeah. And, uh, and now in 3010, we've got an amount that the city barely gives a fuck about, but it seems it would be a lot for you. A thousand years from <coughs> now, I don't think any of the countries are still going to be around. I don't either. Mixed and matched. I mean, maybe some of the long-standing ones will still be there. China. I don't think so. You know, they've been around forever. Egypt, oh, no, Egypt, probably not. They, they've, they've had their run for 2,000 <coughs> years. I feel like I'd be looking at the ones with um, geographic advantages. Like America has a nice thing in that we're kind of friends with our northern neighbors and usually with our southern ones. And after that, it's hard to attack. Like you're at a real disadvantage trying to come across the ocean and get us. Yeah. Yeah. In a thousand years, that might not be so difficult. They'll just beam over. Strong point. I don't know about beaming, but it it will be. It'll be a smaller world for sure. Taylor, I didn't hear you words. You can beam them right back. Mutually assured destruction. <laughs> just, just people get really dizzy. Like, fuck, never mind. Oh, I hate this. Yeah. We did not answer this question, but maybe we I should think move on. We nailed that question to the fucking wall. Okay. We named so many ways to go back in time and make money from inventions to what prospecting to investment to, to, to buying land that, that, that had natural resources on them that, that we only know about because of our future knowledge. Like, that's a big one. Like, like no, knowing... Oh, that's, that's all gay. I'm robbing banks with a Gatling gun. Knowing where gold is, gold, platinum, precious metals in general, gemstones, things like that, oil, natural resources are going to be, like, without the huge amount of either luck or mining that went into place to, like, find those uh, deposits... See, 1800s is the problem. Make it 1900s, and I do the Back to the Future betting book thing. <coughs> That's the item I take with me. I just bet on sports. The luckiest man. I'd be Biff, whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah the sports almanac. Mm-hmm. Except he'd be like doing whatever, like stupid sports from that time, where it'd be like, I know who's gonna win the world hitting the hoop with a stick championship, <laughs> and then the silly bike races on your penny farthings. Oh, I know who's gonna win. <coughs> Take it from me. Sports uh, probably sucked up until like 1920, right? Like what sport? Do it full time. Back? Baseball, I think, was pretty big around then. 1920. You said up until 1920. I think like 27 Yankees. I think <laughs> some extraordinary ones. Kyle does baseball better than me. Um, sneezing hard. Yeah, your face is red from that hard sneeze. Yeah, I just, I, I just had a crazy coughing fit. <clears throat> what would you do if a large group of rioters found their way to your doorstep? Why would, would they do that? That's you're questioning the question. That's not how you do it. I don't think they do it. Like I said, we can't even get trick or treaters. But if they were to do it, man, you know, we might just get in the truck and boogie out. Like that'd be a thought. But how would you get to the truck? They're out there. I, I guess if they're literally on the doorstep. I, for some reason, I place them at the end of my driveway. Imagine like a zombie apocalypse. They're like all over the windows and doors. I guess I'd go gun in that situation. Like, so here's what I was trying to avoid. There are a lot of rootin' tootin' tough guys who say, you'll take my guns from my cold, dead hands without specifics. There's someone in my universe, not Kyle, uh, where that happened. And the police came and took their guns. And there was no cold, dead handage involved. There was some will. Oh, they're right here. Just come get them, officer. Uh, I was locked up at the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this person wasn't. And, uh, you know, that's 
that's the way I think it would go with most people. And it's the reasonable thing to do. If you look at the impact on your life, you'd be much better off giving up your guns than uh, going to prison for it and dying and like the other stuff that could have happened. It was a smart move. Okay. So I'm trying not to be this guy who, you know, projects pseudo toughness. But if there's rioters scratching at the windows and such, I guess that's the move, you know, or as or soon as one gets in, you that spot i don't know like it i mean you'd have to just like if people are at your door zombie style you got to just start firing like a movie and hoping that people run away because otherwise they're going to break through like they do in zombie movies then they start crawling over one another and then they're going to get you i think i just leave my car's in the garage you can't leave. They're surrounding you, and it's a very thick mass of zombies. Wait, are we, are we on zombies now? Or are we on? <laughs> <laughs> they said rioters in the question. I would prefer if the question were about zombies. Can, <laughs> can, can, can we, we do that? Um, yeah, I, I just, you know, well, I just stay in the house. Like, like I don't know. If, they're gonna, if they start breaking the windows, I guess I get in my car and I plow through the crowd. Like, Go like, down to the Winchester, have a nice pint, wait for the whole thing to blow over. Blow over. Mm. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. going to happen, though. They're not, um, you know, the. Seems like they're more into like doing other things, like eating flesh. Yeah, you switched us to zombies. I I was joking. We can't actually switch to zombies. <laughs> no, I'm. T- I didn't know the rules. Okay, so so yeah, <laughs> I feel like I, I, I'm trying not to be some tough guy. Yeah, hey, you know what? If I was there. I had to beat up those four guys who were bullying that cash register operator cashier, <laughs> you know, like, and it's like, no, you wouldn't, you faggot. You I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't, you fake tough guy. Uh, you know, you, you would have sat there silently or maybe sheepishly said, leave that poor man alone. But you're not going to. It's weird how hard that word of... hits these days. <laughs> right, right. Uh, when I was in high school, that would just roll off your tongue like <laughs> oh. mellow yellow. <laughs> But, uh, oh, oh, yellow, yellow, another nice little blast from the past. There. You, got, you got two two things from the past. But here, this is what you do. Here's the move. I make my way upstairs. I find a way onto my roof. And then while I'm laying down, you know, all the lights are off in the house. I'm like, hey, I found a way onto this guy's roof. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys in. Come on. And I like, I start helping people up. And then I hope insurance pays for all of it because hopefully they'll believe that I'm now on their side. I think they'll be able to tell you're not. Nuh-uh. <laughs> so it's the uh, blind riders. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, another hole poked in my plan. I don't know. I guess I'm just going to cry and, and die. Well, <clears throat> if any of you listeners would like to take the opportunity to ask a better fucking question than one of the last two... <laughs> It's ten bucks a month. Go join the join the Patreon. There's a link down below. Lots of cool shit you can do, and uh, you know the ten bucks you get uh, PK, PKN the moment it comes out. Uh, you get a bunch of notifications, early uh, information, and you get to ask us one of these really well thought out questions. When, like when you ask a question, you need to really get detailed with it because you see how our minds work. Like we we can't say the 1800s. That's a 100 years. During the, uh, the like 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 the the industrial revolution, like a lot of shit happened. Like you say, eighteen uh, difference between eighteen hundred and eighteen ninety nine is gargantuan. Give me an exact year. Give me an exact year. All right, I've got a better question. I think it's better, not for me, but you guys. Do you have any advice on finding a romantic relationship outside of school? 
I don't have much dating experience throughout high school and college on account of my weight. I just graduated college and focus on improving myself and my health. Health down 60 pounds so far. All right. So this guy is in a new class of attractiveness. Down 60 pounds, that has to make a huge difference. Yeah. How but you know, once you leave school, you don't you're not just it's not the meat market of peers, right? They, they, school's nice. They put a, hundreds or even thousands of kids your age next to you all the time. Uh, the options are huge. You get, mm-hmm. leave school, and suddenly, you know, the pickings get slimmer. <clears throat> Sounds like he's asking for a girlfriend, not a, a fuck buddy. He wants what he can get. Romantic um, relationship outside of school. I interpret that way, too. Girlfriend. He wants what he can get. Um, every, download all the dating apps. Get, get plenty of fish. Get, uh, get Tinder. Tinder. How are they get, different? Uh, like it, so I've been told that Tinder is like fuck buddies. Uh, Bumble, uh, uh, Bumble, like which ones are for <clears throat> girlfriends? So there's, there's a, a lot of bit where the woman has to accept your invite first before anything is done. So it almost gets you in the door a little easier. You're going to get less yeses though on that. Tinder is was or at least what when was I was using it more then? young people. Uh, Bumble, Bumble. That's the first one. I like Bumble. It's more young people than like a plenty of fish. Plenty of fish is almost like more Kyle's dad's age, although you can find younger women on there. And it's too. very casual and trashy. It's very casual and trashy. Tinder, also casual and trashy. trashy. And it's almost like it's an understanding younger. that it's, yeah, it's younger and more, more Sometimes casual. too young. And if you're not looking for online stuff, join a club or uh, meet someone through friends. That's the easiest thing. You know, one of your friends having a party, talk to one of their girlfriends. They're always trying to set chicks up. Have you ever thought about getting into LARPing? You know <laughs> there what? Is, yes, you will be the alpha male in a LARPing club. I have a, a few people in my universe that are into yard, LARPing. Like it's a couple, I know a lot of people because of paramotoring. And uh, it's like if you can get past the silliness of it all, they seem to have a good time. They go to their renaissance fairs and they're all – it just seems like a wholesome, fun thing to do. I've never done it, but I, I saw the – what are they? The guy yelling lightning bolt, lightning bolt in this like fake fight. That seemed lame. But – Going and pretending it's the 1800s and just having like a different kind of music Ooh. festival, knock yourself out. Yeah, that would be fun. Like playing with the foams. I don't want to do that thing we were watching a few weeks ago where people are getting their head caved in by real weapons in like Iceland or whatever. That is that not LARPing for the I eighth time. I was making sure that everybody out there knows that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking <laughs> about fighting with the foam swords and fucking around in the woods. That sounds like a blast as long as it's understood that you're going to cheat and not go back <laughs> to base when you get hit and also understood. <laughs> bringing snacks and you don't have to pretend to be a character you're just the same guy and you're fighting with swords i don't want to fight at all i just want to be in presence in the presence of some chick that devotes all her time to playing an instrument from the 1700s oh no that's what you do you become a wizard at one of those things you find the the hottest girl and you're like ah i cast on you a spell of paralysis and then you pop yeah, on just like one of those Japanese pornos where you fall in love. Why dedicated are you to your lapping as you're dragging her <laughs> back? This isn't a van; it's a carriage. And <laughs> so, yeah, that's what you do. You uh, no, you shouldn't you, rate people harping. You ever go? <laughs> hey, we're 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 16th century authentic here. It's not rape. All right, back Let's in the kitchen. Love. Yeah, that's what you would say. Yeah. Except they, they, or whatever they said back then. Back to your pot sitting under that awning, wench. You ever go to the uh, Renaissance Fair? No. It looks like fun though. Dude, it's so much fun. I, I went. Uh, like a king. I did. 
I did. Uh, my I didn't think it was gonna be fun at all. My girlfriend and all her friends were going. It drugged me along. I'm just sitting in the car like this is bullshit. We could be watching a movie. We could be playing fucking laser tag or something. We could just be at my house smoking weed. You know, we could we could all be get so high right now. And and, and they're just like, oh, we're gonna be high. That's what's <laughs> gonna make it so fun. And so yeah, we uh, we went to the Renaissance Fair in Atlanta. Enormous place. Like it's out in the woods. And there's already infrastructure there, like 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 for the thing. And it's like a big fair, like a county fair, how there's booths, but the mm -hmm. booths aren't modern. They're all old timey. And the things you get are old timey as well, like like big mugs of beer and turkey legs and shit like that. And it was a ton of fun. There's like lots of the chicks there are dressed with those like I don't know what you call it when they're like First tits are just mushed. Push up just things. just mushed. Mm. mush titties everywhere and even gross titties look good mushed you mush them good enough and the worst titty will look great and yep. uh we, we watched a guy do a fire whip <laughs> the fire whip guy if you want to see the actual guy that i watched that day he's easy to find you just youtube search fire whip guy because there's only one there's only one mm. big hit with the ladies they loved him shaved head white guy whipping each hand they're on fire and he's going to town with a whop -op, whop -op, whop -op, whop -op, doing all sorts of tricks cutting cans in half all kinds of crazy shit it's a great time great yeah, time you ever heard of fire poi no it's is it a hawaiian thing it's like a hawaiian thing it's like they you it's like a long string or two strings with like a cotton ball at the end and you dip it in like lighter fluid or something and then you light it and then you're like spinning balls of fire. Oh, I think and I've I seen that in person. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've seen it in person with, uh, so this was like, like right, probably my senior year of college, I was at a buddy's house party over the summer and we were all getting wasted and stuff. And then he, it was his house. He was like, hey, uh, my buddy Joe wants to come over and we're like, Joe from high school? That motherfucker? I haven't seen him in four years since high school. What is he up to? And he's like, he's still kind of just being weird, being odd like he was back then. But uh, he's, a, he's a chef. He's really good at cooking now. And he wants to come over and it's like 7 p.m. We haven't eaten since like that, like, you know, middle of the afternoon barbecue kind of thing. We're like, oh. And he's bringing food. He's like, yeah, he's bringing a bunch of food. He wants to grill up. He wants to grill up this uh, grilled pineapple recipe he has. Then he wants to make some pork shanks or something on there, lamb shake, I don't remember. And we're like, hell yeah, bring him over. He shows up, and he is so high on mushrooms. <laughs> he's not making a lot of sense. He's losing himself in, like, conversation, not paying much attention. And we're like, oh, dude, well, we fired up the grill for you because we're all just drunk wanting mm -hmm. to eat. And he's like, yeah, yeah, like just in a minute, dude. But I want to show you something real quick. Goes out to his car. 45 minutes passes. We all think he just left. We're like, that guy's weird as shit. <laughs> this is a very small neighborhood. His car was visible from the backyard. He comes back huffing and puffing. <sighs> Couldn't find the car, but I got him. We're like, oh, okay, all right. And he's got fire poi in his hand. He goes, they're not light, lit yet and he goes you guys ever seen poi fire poi and we're like are you gonna make the, the grilled pineapple <laughs> <laughs> that ship sailed you know and he's like just in a minute in a minute i'm gonna go down there this, this buddy of mine's yard is very big and slopes downward so he kind of goes down the middle of this big yard we're all sitting up <laughs> we can see him and he just lights these poi 
and he is his eyes look insane he's so <laughs> high and he just does like honestly probably a 12 to 15 minute interpretive <laughs> dance out there and he's he's swinging he's he's getting really into it going up and down and back and forth and like the first couple minutes we're like damn that's actually really cool and then it went back to like joe we grilling (laughs) (laughs) and that was that may be the nope that was the second to last time i've seen him uh yeah he was doing much better than the most recent time yeah that's right before the accident yeah yeah before the fire accident but yeah god damn that that was a that was an interesting evening Interesting evening. He did end up making the grilled pine, uh, grilled pineapple, and the snacks. So that we was it outstanding? Did it meet expectations? Really good. I think you know the waiting an hour for it made it, made better. it better. Yeah, yeah. He mm-hmm. knew to, to have it. He had a captive audience, and he knew it. <laughs> <laughs> These motherfuckers are full and drunk. There's no way they're paying attention to me. Firepoint. You guys like to hear my script I wrote? Fuck. <laughs> <sighs> you know that poor. Was there pineapple know? after? Yeah. <laughs> Interpretive <laughs> fire dance. Uh, yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, so bro, it sounds like uh, join some clubs and meet some girls that way. Yeah, clubs with girls in it, I presume. No, nothing I'd join. And uh, the the dating apps, I feel like that's changed the game since I was in the dating mm-hmm. scene. Like dating it, apps, is a simple, easy answer for them. It's made everything easy mode. If you're looking for companionship, dating apps. How all there easy is, to is it to get laid? Right, Very. like like depends who you are. I mean, I'm yeah. hearing it's like Amazon, where you just go and sort of choose girls off the list, and like, girls fuck now. The girls have to choose you back. And girls always fucked. Yeah, yeah, no, they've always fucked. But I mean, probably yeah. more now because there's no social, you know, stigma to it than in the '50s or '60s. Well, '60s, that kind of started falling apart. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but girls were fucking in the '80s, well, '80s, course, '90s, but sure, but not sex like going up and up. The whole first date thing, I feel like, was much less common than it is now. Or maybe I'm wrong. <clears throat> Often go on a first date, but then there's sex right after. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's how it was often on Tinder, where it's like, hey, you want to go grab a drink? And then yeah, see, so, so here's the thing. I, I think, like, like, just, like, for Woody's sake, I guess, maybe. Um, they don't want to come directly to your house, because they don't mm-hmm. know if you're insane yet. Mm-hmm. They also don't know if they've been catfished. So everybody wants to meet somewhere first for like coffee or some drinks or dinner or something like that. Then if that goes well, we're going back to my house or her house if she feels safer there and she doesn't mind me knowing where to go to find her in the future. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do. But, uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's, you almost always kind of fuck on the first. If you've already arranged the first date, then the, first, then the sex has already been discussed most of the time anyway the first date is really in my opinion just to make sure that you're not a at a crazy person b you are the person that you like displayed in your pictures and see that you know there's nothing weird about you i don't know that there's not bizarre like like some sort of eccentric yeah. weird, like you know you're on bo you, kind of, you covered that with a but I, I saw what you did you needed three I needed three. I needed three. I had to expand upon A a little bit. A, they need to make sure you're not B, they need to make sure you're kind of cool. And C, definitely no strangies. Yes. <laughs> so in my experience with it, it wasn't always, you know, fuck on the first date. Like, you could tell and get a vibe pretty early on that whether or not they were scouting you out to just fuck. Or if, like, based on the conversation, oh, this person's looking for an actual relationship out of this. You weed so, those out. Yeah, it's not going not gonna to happen. So, 
but yeah, it was, I, I had a great situation when I was living in the city where I was, cause I'd set it up at this bar. I was right next to where I lived now out of business stinks. And so we literally right where I live, same building mm-hmm. 20 yards down, sit there, have some sushi, have some drinks. Then you get them drunk and they can't drive home. And you're like, <laughs> I'm right. I'm 30 steps away to my place. You, you want to sit, maybe sober up a bit before you head home. Fish in a barrel. <laughs> yeah, the, all that move's called the Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, I live a few yards that way. <laughs> so basically, yeah, you, it was a little bit. You know, I, I would feel kind of creepy sometimes where it'd be like, hey, do you want to come back, hang out for a while, have another drink at my place? It's like, yeah, that sounds really nice. And it's like, where do you live? It's like, oh, and we're here. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you live right here, huh? <laughs> yeah, just, uh, that place has the best Philadelphia rolls in town. That's why <laughs> order sashimi, bitch. <laughs> I love the Pepsi there. It's just... <laughs> Well carbonated. You mix it perfectly. Also, why did why were you giving me all of your drinks? <laughs> you yeah, just yeah. See, I, I'm so out of it. Last girl I picked up was in the '90s. Took weeks or months to get laid, and uh, it, it's tainted my like. I, I can't even fathom this like getting laid on the first night thing that seems so common now. I mean, there's been plenty of times where like within an hour like like of of like initial communication there's also that yeah yeah it's it's like 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 girls are on there sometimes because they want to fuck now right now and they're like well i gotta be in bed in two and a half hours let's see we have sex for half an hour do the math Uh, average 45 minute drive possibly all right i gotta find a dick in the next 37 minutes (laughs) <laughs> I remember doing that like math myself where like friends would be like You're in luck. Bluetooth takes half an hour to kick in <laughs> for 36 hours. So you're always ready. <clears throat> and so like, I remember like talking to friends or whatever and they're like, Hey Taylor, we're going to XYZ bar around like uh 10 30 or something. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, but I got a Tinder Tinder date. One of the ones where it's like someone I've probably met up with before and they're just coming back. And it's like, but that, they're showing up at uh, at seven thirty, and they're like, "Oh, come on, you you can get that, you can blow that off." Then they come over, you fool around, get it all done and everything, and then you start doing like the walking around, like getting ready, and like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Uh, I got dinner with my my grandparents. It's like at eleven. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I they I can't flew in you. from Osaka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they flew in from Osaka. The early bird special time for them. I'm, yeah, they, I'm adopted. You know, my entire family's Japanese except for me. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, that, that was always a little more. But and even that wasn't uncomfortable because they knew the drill, too. It's not like they were coming over thinking that a hookup was a relationship. They, like, get it. Like, if, if I went over to their place and they had some plans later in the night, it wasn't like I was going to, oh, you mind if I tag along? It's like, no, it is an understood thing. One weird thing about me, I guess it's weird considering, like, the situation. Like, like I don't like to, like, hook up with somebody and then just send them on their way. I, I don't think I've. I've only done that when it turned out the person was literally like scary. Like, like there's been a couple of girls that I was like afraid of, like, like mm-hmm. for my safety or for them, idea. like telling some lie about like, like hurting themselves and saying it was me. Like they're so insane. I don't know. They might start a fire. They might shit in the floor. They might cut their own throat and, and like, 
destroy the toilet. <laughs> he had to block her, by the way. Number. She's just Later a wrecking week. ball of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but um, but yeah, I don't like the idea of like, all right, well, we're done here. Like, I like hanging out. Like, like I'm so stupid, but like I do like the part where we just hang out and do like normal stuff, like watch TV or like go to dinner. Like that time that we got prostitutes in Houston, I fucked the prostitute, paid for it, then took her to one of the most expensive dinners I've ever been on. Why? I don't know why. Was she, how was she dressed? Uh, like, a know, like a hooker, but but like a classy hooker, like like a dress. She's wearing like a dress that was um like a sequin uh, like like a sequin um dress that. You know, you'd wear at a fancy bar in a hotel. Kind of steakhouse friendly. Is that, is that what you took oh, her to? She was dressed very, like, she was dressed fine. Like, I took her okay. to Fleming's. If they wants to look up Fleming's in Houston, it was, uh, it was a wonderful experience. Just, if any of you are ever in Houston, go to fucking Fleming's. Just so good. Didn't know how she was dressed. Like, you know, like a prostitute. She had high heels with goldfish in them, really short lace <laughs> skirt. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen a prostitute before, have you? No. <laughs> in a movie once. Um, in the 70s, yeah. but yeah. She was dressed like a, like the kind of hooker who's, who hangs out in the at the bar of a fancy hotel and, and preys upon the clientele who are also paying to be at a fancy hotel. I just question the praise. I, I Services the clientele, right? Like she's... She's offering a service and taking money, and it's a uh, honest business, just sex work. Unless it felt I'm... predatory. Oh, felt predatory. There's a lot of blood. Well, that's true. It's yeah. that story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but usually um, predators don't donate their own blood. But okay. <laughs> oh God, what a fucking nightmare. Um, so anyway, just use dating apps. Yeah, dating apps or prostitutes. Man, that's gonna... easy. I mean, go to church. Try it on hard mode. Church? Try it yeah. on. Try to get laid in church. We're playing this <laughs> yeah. game. I play all my games on veteran, Kyle. <laughs> oh, oh speaking, speaking of hard. Go mode. to the abortion clinic. Play it on easy mode. I mean, while you're here. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you're technically right now. You're not even fertile. No need yeah. for a rubber. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, one more stamp and you get a free one. You can have my card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was th talking about the hard mode thing. It reminded me of a 60 days in thing I was watching where as the blonde woman was coming into like the holding jail cell where they're all sitting on the blue couches and it's, it's women and men in there. Cause it's everyone is just getting arrested. And this guy, this like tall, lanky white guy, the, the blonde woman is sitting there with the body language of like so stressed out, so worried. And he comes in like chitting and chatting with everyone. This is just a Thursday for him. He's back in, he's back in jail scars all over his face from the amount of meth he's done picking at it skinny lanky white guy he comes and sits down right next to the white attractive woman from the the show and she's looking like straight ahead and he's like so you come here often <laughs> <laughs> he's literally asked someone in a jail holding cell do you come here often and she just uh, just, just that, that sounds oh. set up to me i, I don't know my reality tv sensors are going off I don't know, but this guy wasn't on the show. He was just a meth head. Right, but he was on and the he show. Got, I mean, we all watched him. Yeah. A fight later against uh, Rocker, the, the black guy. 
So that, not a very good fight, though. Neither of them. I saw right. one where they were in the holding cell, you know, before you get it like put into the jail. And one of the contestants robbed one of the actual human beings who was in there. That's hilarious. How much did he get? Anything? Just $20. Like, like the guy was, the issue was like this guy was in there and he was really drunk, this white guy, and he's holding up a wad of money and he's like showing it off. He, he's like, I got $537. Get somebody, and he's like trying to get like the jailer's attention to like for some reason shit telling them he has this money. And the guy's like, let me hold it. Let me hold it. I just want to hold it. I just want to count it for you. And he's like, no, no. And finally, he's just like, give me $20 of that money. <laughs> and the guy's just like, yeah. <laughs> gives it to him. So immediately after he robs, strong arm robs this man, which can get you shot, I'm told. He he gets re- he gets pulled out of the cell to like get put in to like booking or whatever, like put into the actual jail, jail pod. Well, there's a machine right there that allows you to take any cash you have on you and deposit it directly into your prisoner account. So he takes mm-hmm. that man's 20 and puts it on his fucking account. What a cool guy. What season's that? I want to watch that one next. <sighs> That's our guy who did that. I, I got That's a little, our guy. Yeah. The guy on the show. He's a badass. He was, he was, he's a prison ex prison guard or mm. something like that. Big, strong black guy, just alphas, everybody just, he gets two or three shanks while he's in there. He's always getting drugs. Like whenever they like do the thing where they release them and then they go to meet with the sheriff, he sits down at the table with the sheriff and he's like, I got this knife and I got this marijuana and I got a whole bunch of these pills. He's like, <laughs> he's had them on him, br- smuggled them out of jail, br- carried them down the highway and brought them right into the sheriff's office and he's like present he's like here i got i got a knife i got marijuana i got pills like he was constantly because they trusted him he he acted like a fucking prisoner he's the one i got told you guys the story about where he punked another prisoner so bad the prisoner asked to leave the unit he told the guy that um the guy owed him like two noodles like like ramen noodles and couldn't pay so he was like all right give me your clothes Give me your pants. Give me your shoes. Give me your shirt. Give me took everything the man had. He's standing there in his underwear and t-shirt, just terrified. And he goes to the guard. He's like, "I, I gotta roll out of this unit. I can't be in this unit." And our guy is distributing the clothes <laughs> he's stolen from the man to his homies. He's like, "Hey, who wants a big shirt here? Who What's wants a big shirt? <laughs> who wants an extra pair of green fucking pants? Here you go. Who wants some orange flip flops? Here you go." Like, just gives a shit away. One of my prison survival strategies is not to get into debt. Just don't. Just don't. Like, you. hopefully you have a job in there and you make some kind of money and you live within your means. Just stay out of debt. My God, you get butt fucked. Perhaps literally, perhaps figuratively. Just stay out of it. Like, all these people, like, it, they, what, they get ramen noodles and can't pay it back and now the guy's mm-hmm. ruined? Yeah, no, no, you raped. didn't see that coming. People like bet money they don't have, and and now they have to pay it by Friday under threat of like severe violence. Just fucking don't go in debt, asshole. They give yeah. you all you need to survive for free. And that extra stuff is about comfort. 
just fucking stay out of debt. One guy owed so much that he couldn't eat anymore. He owed them his lunch trays. The so trays. like lunch came, lunch came, he'd get his lunch tray, he'd turn around and there was a guy waiting on him. Come on, take the lunch tray from him. And like he he's he wasn't a contestant. He was just a fucking... He was just a guy. <laughs> he was just a poor prisoner. And one of the contestants tells him, he's like, dude, how much do you owe? Because clearly this man can't figure out math or he wouldn't be in the situation. He's like, how much do you owe? And he tells him. He's like, all right, well, look, just only eat breakfast for the next six days and you'll be out of debt. But if you string this out where you give him one tray a day, he's going to kill you because they're adding interest on it. It doesn't work out. You're mm -hmm. This is going to last months. The, you got to it's easy. He's like, I don't eat. And, and he didn't either. It was so weird. This one guy like ran his own store, one of the plants, one of the contestants. He ran a store where he like had tons of commissary and he would loan commissary out and, and get it back with mm -hmm. interest. And all he ate while he was in there was like peanut butter. Like he would just eat a little peanut butter all the time. And then, you know, that's that stuff's super calorie dense. So like yeah. a jar of peanut butter would last him like three days or something like that. And so he just needed a couple of jars a, a month and all of it. He sold every tray he got all of his lunch trays. He sold or traded for like commissary items. And then he'd have more commissary items. And Jeez. then he could I bet that guy left with dozens of dollars. He gave yeah. all the stuff away. Right? <laughs> Almost like, enough to pay for the Uber back home. <laughs> right? Like, what, what's the end game in here? Like, prison money it raised is so, his, so small. It was raising his profile and and getting him in with a lot of people, and uh, and, and um, like like people. It was making him a lot of relationships. So he was able to learn about a lot of the drug traffic and stuff. But he got so far in that they asked him to rat out, rat out. One of his friends, they were like, what's he into? And he's like, I don't think I want to talk about that. And they're like, you realize that's your job. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're in there to determine what kind of illegal activities are, are happening. He's like, he's like, I'm not a rat. All right. Mm -hmm. And they're the like, mission. yes, you are. <laughs> that's what the mission is. The mission. <laughs> you're Monterey stupid. Jack. They're like, you are, are the king rat. <laughs> we're asking you to go in there and figure out who the shot caller is. Everybody fucking knows who the shot caller is. The prison guards mm -hmm. all know who the shot caller is. Every prisoner knows who the shot caller is. The shot caller isn't keeping his identity a secret. We don't need to have a 60 days in undercover TV show to figure out who the shot caller is. Yeah. And it's like, you just know that the people producing the show and the police officers around there are sitting there watching the monitors like, hey, do you think this blonde bitch is going to figure out all the stuff we know already? Oh no, no way she's gonna figure out who the head honcho is. Look at them; they're all sitting together to bitching about how bad the hot dogs taste. Like they—they're not bringing home any new information unless you're this motherfucker Kyle's talking about, who apparently genuinely was pilfering items, or not even pilfering, just having them given to him because he was trusted. So, I, I want to get to the one where the guy just—the guy does two seasons apparently because he just <laughs> yeah, loved I hear it. that one too. Just having a blast. He's like, you know what? After this, I don't even miss my wife. I don't miss my children. I don't miss my wife. I'm going to be the head of the, the white gang. So we have, good God, a page and a half lumped into one paragraph of Am I the Asshole? Yes. I can read it if you want. Uh, yeah. All right. I was going to, you can do it. You'll do it well. Uh, am I the Asshole? Let me make sure I'm close enough to Stay the near mic. your mic. Yeah. Am I the asshole for calling the cops on my roommate's girlfriend after she shit on my bedroom floor? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, read that again. 
Am I the asshole for calling the cops on my roommate's girlfriend after she shit on my bedroom floor? So I realize you've got a lot of reading, but let me just go ahead and jump in and say no. <laughs> I'm right. also coming down on no, but we'll see. So all the names have been changed to protect the anonymous people. Uh, last summer, Jason, male 21, my girlfriend, Stella, female 21, Katie, female 21, and myself, male 22, moved into this house together. We each paid a quarter rent and utilities. Oh, I can tell spelling is going to be an issue. <laughs> Things were great. We never argued. We hung out together, and there was never shit on the floor. Jason's <laughs> girlfriend, Christy, female 24, was in veterinary school Was in vener- veterinary school on the island of St. Kitts. She couldn't get into any vet schools in the States. Occasionally, Christy would come visit Jason and us for a few days when she was on the break from school. The school did trimesters instead of semesters. Things were fine for the most part, except when she was at my house. I would find little turds on my bedroom floor. <laughs> so naturally, I cleaned it up and asked the gang about it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Pascal might have do- must have done it. Pascal was Christy's chihuahua that she never went anywhere without. Pascal the dog kept shitting all over the house, and whoever found it would clean it up and tell Christy. Fast forward to September. Christy falls, fails out of vet school and comes back to the States. She tells us about how she was so depressed there, but she's going to reapply in the spring. So now that she's back, she's staying with Jason every night. Her parents live about an hour away. After a while, she's living in there... Living in the house, rent-free, full-time. I talked with Stella about it a good bit, and we both decided to just be good friends and let it be. Christy unemployed, and she sleeps in Jason's room. She sleeps, She lived in the house for eight more months. That's bullshit. The entire time she's living with us, she never paid a utility bill, never paid rent, and her dog kept shitting in my room. The dog never shit anywhere else in the house except my room. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating when I say I've found dog shit in my room over 100 times since she moved in. <laughs> Eight months, uh, 240-ish, 245 days, 100 turns. That's not. That's awful. Uh, I confronted her multiple times. I tried everything. I tried being nice, stern, angry, the whole bit. And every time she had an excuse. Her favorite one was to blame it on Stella's cat. This brings us to last month. Stella, Jason, and I have secured jobs in our respective fields in town. So the three of us decide to stay in our current house for another year and replace Katie, who is moving back home after graduation with our friend John, male 24. John graduated a couple years before us and works in our city. Katie moved out when the classes went online due to coronavirus. John agreed. Oh my God, this is long. I didn't realize how much. Uh, John agrees to pay Katie's rent for May and move into her room early. Our lease ends May 31st. Two weeks ago, Stella and I are watching TV in the living room while Jason, Christy, and John are playing a board game in the kitchen. Stella and I head upstairs for bed, and there it is. A big steaming hot pile of dog shit on my rug and a wet spot of piss in the carpet. I'm furious because this is the fourth day in a row that her fucking dog has shit in my room. I storm downstairs and lose it. I absolutely unload on Christy. I tell her she's a bad dog odor and that the dog needs to either stay in a kennel in Jason's room or at her parents' house. While I'm berating her, she stands up, starts yelling, and comes towards me. She starts wailing on me, pushing and hitting me. I'm a six foot one, 200 pound man, and she's maybe five four, 140 pounds. I am not scared of this bitch. It took everything it had in me, but I waited for this woman to stop hitting me, and I told her, You're going to hit me in my own house? Get out right now. I walk away to my room and try to calm down. I talk it over with Stella, and I decide to call the police. I don't want them to inter- I didn't want them to intervene. I just wanted it on the record that the cunt who didn't live here came at me, and I didn't hit her back. I was worried she might do something rash, and I'd get blamed. Smart move. Two cops show up, and I explain what happened. They asked to talk to Jason and Christy. I go in and tell Jason the cops want to talk to him. Jason and Christy come outside. Christy is hunched behind Jason, acting small and making sad puppy eyes at the cops. As soon as the female cop sees them, she says, Oh, so now she's acting sick. Ha, hell nah. You got 10 minutes to get your shit and get out. Cool cop. 
Christy and Jason go back inside. Both cops laugh and tell Stella and I that they've seen that act before and that if she comes back to give them a call. The cops wait until Christy and Jason drive away and then leave. I've talked to some friends about it and no one is quite sure if I'm the asshole. Some of them think calling the cops was too far, but I'm not going to let some cunt hit me in my own house. And besides, if you let your dog shit in my house 100 plus times, then it's just as bad as you shitting in there yourself. Stella and I decided to move out to our own place after the incident. I do feel bad for John because he's only just been moved in for a week when all of this went down. Am I the mm. asshole? No, of course he's not the asshole. And, and calling the police is the absolute perfect thing to do in that scenario because um, there's, there's a weird imbalance with the way um, it's treated when a man hits a woman with, with how, versus how it, it's treated when a woman hits a man. Mm -hmm. And if she lies and says that, you know, you did something, then oftentimes the, the woman's word is just taken 100%. Yeah. You should always believe a woman, right? So I mean, it's like an actual policy in some places, like the it absolutely the, the is. more vulnerable party, whatever. Like they, it's just a law. Yes. Like they take the so side of the woman regardless. Anytime someone assaults you, like no matter what the situation is, you call the police and you get it on record. You did the exact per you could have done this more perfectly. I wouldn't have put up with shit in my room for that long a period of time. Frankly, I'm a little curious why you didn't close your door. Yeah, maybe he doesn't have a door. That was my thing too. But a hundred um, times that happens three times and that dog is out of there. And, uh, and, and yeah, it, it sounds like she's an unstable, low IQ individual. She's flunked out of like some Islanders veterinarian school. Like she Islanders. sounds like. A, so I'm yeah. so glad you're all here to learn about the animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we only have the two, the parrot and uh, just the parrot. <laughs> well, it's two parrots though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you're not an asshole at all. You're 100% correct. Nailed it. And anybody who thinks differently is a real white knight piece of shit. All right. Any man who thinks you did the wrong thing is a piece of shit, like fake pussy. white knight, no pussy getting half man. All right. And any woman who, who thinks different, you don't want to associate with. I don't know why you mm -hmm. want to know a woman you're not fucking anyway, for the most part. But. <laughs> I don't know why you want to know a woman you're not fucking. Yeah. So I mean, like, so, so like, yeah, anybody who honestly, like, like that's the sort of opinion that if somebody in my life has, I just cut them out of my fucking life. It are really just like, life support systems for cunts, right, Kyle? Oh, Jesus. I don't know why you, you, that's, <laughs> you said you don't know why you want to know a woman. <laughs> you're not Kyle fucking. going, oh, geez, I just, I don't know why you said it. <laughs> 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 I'm paraphrasing you, but carry on. <laughs> just, just the language. Just the language. <laughs> I've been just, watching a lot of Australian streamers. Got a real foul mouth over there. <laughs> real potty yeah. mouth. So, this is the guy who used to say shucks. Now yeah, we faggot this and cunt that. <laughs> well, shucks, she was being kind of a cunt. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, um, yeah, I think so, the guy did. Oh, do you want to keep going? Yeah, just just in closing, you handled that perfectly. You're my hero. You did exactly what I would have done. Only you may have waited around too long. I'm curious about the door situation, but it's it's very disrespectful to allow your dog to be pooping in somebody. I can't imagine doing that. Like like I'm putting myself in her shoes. Like I'm living with my girlfriend because I have flunked out of weird Vet fucking islander yeah. veterinarian school it's already hard to fit in those shoes but now i've brought my goddamn animal into their house and i'm not paying any bills and my animal has shit 
I'm just imagining like the first time my animal shits in someone else's house. I'm so embarrassed and I'm so sorry that I'm never going to let that happen again. Like the dog will either be in my hands or in a fucking kennel. I can't imagine how disrespectful and ignorant and a piece of shit this girl actually is. Yeah. After a friend of mine brought their dog over within like the last six months or so and their dog peed in my living room, just pee didn't shit. So not the end of the world. Carpet hardwood. Yeah. Uh, carpet, Fuck. which was it was more annoying. But I have uh, I have a steam cleaner, and I also have like a bunch of this enzyme spray stuff that seems to get rid of the. Yeah, I mean, after like the regular steam cleaning, my human nose can't pick it up. But I know dogs' noses can, so I don't want my dogs sniffing around where yeah, it's in the there dog forever. Pissed. Yeah, it's in there for a long. You have to get like it professionally cleaned to get it hundred. Even then, uh, well, they haven't pissed. My dogs don't piss, so they must not be able to smell it. But the person whose dog it was was so like red-faced over-the-top embarrassed like with an appropriate response of like she never does this i am so humiliated i'm never bringing this dog back again i'm it was like and i i felt bad almost like no no, it's okay my my dog's peed in here too it's gonna be all right it's fine i understand you're embarrassed i'd be humiliated too if my dog's pissed all over your house so yeah and then she killed the dog right in front of you which no i killed the dog i said (laughs) yeah we're gonna make sure it never happens again and and sure you might think a microwave kills the dog quickly but after five minutes we just had to add a couple more it was it took forever the fastest way to kill a dog with a microwave is to just cave its head in with it yeah just smash it with the actual microwave right here's my take on it uh it's like by letting the dog poop in his room over a hundred times he practically established that as a norm that's okay. I know it's not. I know he might disagree with me saying this, but she must have thought that it wasn't that big a deal, that it wasn't like we're getting the police involved, that it wasn't like she must have, maybe he was cool, too cool about it too many times for her not to address it more seriously before the final incident. Go ahead. He said he had been stern with her. He had been angry with her. And, he did. And yeah. of course, the police were only involved after she assaulted him. I, I, he did say that. It would be weird to me if there was like not a steady escalation. Not like how this happens a hundred times. I have to imagine dozens of those times, maybe half of the times, he quietly cleaned it up and said, I guess this is my life now. You know? Yeah. And uh, it would have been better not to ever let that pattern become a normal, you know, to, to, to stand up for yourself a little. I, I, he said he did, but, you know, like, come at it sooner. The fact that it it's happened weird with eight irres- months is too long. It's weird dealing with, with like, if you're a responsible adult and mm-hmm. you've mostly surrounded yourself with other responsible adults, when you run into one of those outliers who, like, is yeah. a wild man, and and you you know you you use the normal human being like conversational techniques. You're like, hey, princess, shit in my room. <laughs> you you immediately expect them to have the same reaction Taylor just yeah. described. Oh God, no! I'm Contrite so sorry. Where's the where's the spick and span and the and the and the cleaning equipment? Mm-hmm. Do, do you have any gloves? You know, I'm gonna scrub the floor. I don't. This will never happen again. Princess, come here. Whack, smap. You know. You expect somebody to like, so when she didn't, when she was just like, yeah, she did have a big breakfast. It's just like, did did she just 
reply that the dog had a big breakfast? So the math jumps in, it works out. So it happened about every other day, right? Mm -hmm. Three weeks into this, there's a, <laughs> look, we're not living together anymore. We might be kicking you out. I might get out of this lease. I don't know. But you're not on the lease, and this is not my new life. Like, maybe not even three weeks. Maybe two. Maybe one. It's like this Dude, is I'm telling you, the third time that dog shits in my fucking room, it's meltdown. Yeah. So this went over a hundred times, <laughs> and I think that he was too nice. Uh, yeah, you know, I, during the escalation, I I don't really have a temper about like most things at all, but like that's so disrespectful, um, and just so like un like I you can't you can't get your head around wrapped around like their side of that. Like if somebody backs into my car, I'm literally not mad at all. I'm I'm just not. I'm just like, oh man, I've been there. All right, well let's mm -hmm. uh, let's swap insurance, and uh, we should probably get a police report on record. If you got anything in your car you want to get rid of before the cops get here, I'll look the other way. I've been there. Hey, mm -hmm. you know that, that's my reaction. You know it, it, it's but but it, this blatant disrespect in this bizarre way, and something about mm -hmm. the fact that it's a woman also makes me mad. It always does. Because she was hiding all that authority behind her boyfriend who actually lived there. And so she mm -hmm. thought she was untouchable. I, I the real know. question should be, is he the asshole? Her boyfriend? She's a cunt. And I'm starting to think that her boyfriend is an asshole. Because I'll tell you this. If Taylor and I lived together and my girlfriend's dog, who, who wasn't on the lease, was routinely shitting in his room, I would be so embarrassed. I would, I, like, I would be like... I would confront her immediately. And then if she was disrespectful or something, I would go to Kyle and be like, hey, you need to, you know, get both of these bitches on a leash. Yeah. I, 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 from my point of view, I'd be the same way. I'd be like, your dog shit in his room? I was like, that can't happen. That's not fucking cool. You, I don't even go in there. I get oh. furious if my own dogs poop in my house. Oh, no man. matter where. I mean, they haven't done that in months, but if they do, it's like, you do little bastards. I don't like know. pets. I don't like pets for that reason. Like, like that's why it was so nice growing up. We had we had the outside dogs, and if they shit, then it was in the yard. Where did they sleep? Time to train them, though. Dad built. That's <laughs> so funny. You ask. Dad built them this big hat. So two classes of three classes of dogs at Dad's place. Okay. There's the big house, and uh, the house dogs get to come into the big house. Humans live in the they, big house. You want yeah. to let him in the big house? I did not say that. I did not say that. Yeah. Very few dogs get to come into the big house. Those are dogs who are very well house trained, very low energy, and they will just—they know that they're being given a great privilege, and they sit on a chair or a cushion and they don't fucking move. They don't roam around exploring. They're like, maybe if I don't move, he won't—he won't—I won't—it won't bother him, and and I won't ever have to leave. They chill. Then there's the the dogs that live at the house, but outdoors. Now those dogs, especially in the winter, can get a little chilly. So he built them this this dog house out of wood that's in the uh, the carport. Well, also in the carport is the um, the exit from the dryer, like where the dryer exhaust goes, all that hot air. So he pumps that into the dog house. So they so they've got a heater in the winter time. Sometimes. <laughs> nice well sometimes occasional heat. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I think he'll actually just run the dryer for so them okay what they're missing right it, it, no you know for several 
get it, get it, it stays hot in there. You know, it'd be like three degrees outside and it'll be like 85 degrees in their little kennel and they're all in their happy as fuck because okay. it's pumping all that hot air in there. Well, and then there's like the farm dogs. Bigger, right? Like he didn't have like little dogs or did he? Big mixture. Um, the smallest of them was probably like 25 pounds though. Okay, that's he like both. Had some small, but I, mean, I think he had a one-handed dog, like a wiener dog or something. When I saw him, am I right on that? He had a miniature pincher, um, okay. and that is a small dog. That's like his. That's his. That's his personal dog. That's number one. It's his personal alpha. Dog. Alpha. Yes. This is alpha size of a coffee cup. Yeah, that's <laughs> number one. Uh, that dog. That Gracie, I think, is that dog's name. She's like, she's in the. She goes with him everywhere. When they go to order breakfast at, at like Hardee's or whatever in the morning, like she orders too. Like, 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 what does she get? Usually a sausage biscuit. Man, that dog is living the dream, right? Yeah. Can you imagine Enderman with that? Like, that's Alpha. Fuck. Can you run the dryer again. <laughs> sausage biscuit. So uh, I, I guess he knows what's up. That that's like a heartwarming thing for dogs. That like when dogs get so close to the end of their life that it's like there's really no point in extending this artificially with shots and supplements and special foods and people just start letting their dog like hey you want a whole pork chop tonight buddy let's do it up let's and then because you just like the dogs are so it's such a pure unbridled happiness i've never been as happy in my life as a dog is with a barely seasoned overcooked pork chop you know, like, because they, if they've seen you eat, obviously you take all the good ones and you give them a shitty one. Like, it's it's so nice. It's so nice. But I you love don't that. love your dogs? You don't give them the good ones? I give them a oh, good I, one. I do. I'm talking about some other guy. Now that I've been uh, confronted on this. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, oh, I, I told you guys, my girlfriend at one point, she started feeding the dogs cat food. And this was like six, eight, like, like seven months ago, she was like, yeah, the dogs weren't eating the dry food and we ran out of wet food. And then I, I accidentally bought cat food. And so I put cat food out for them, like the pellets and they just loved it. And I was like, babe, that's because cat food is like a hundred percent fat and protein. Like it, they're carnivores. It's very different mixture than dog food. Like it's not good for them. She's like, it's fine. Fast forward, like seven, 10 days of them eating cat food. And they start having like uncontrollable liquid <laughs> shits around the house and it this this is so long ago now, but like, and they would look at me with eyes of like, even I didn't know it was coming, because <laughs> <laughs> it would just slip right out of there. And I was like, you know what this is? It's because they're on fucking cat food, and there's no fiber in it. It's just meat. And you back to dog food, and it's fixed immediately. So those poor little guys are just having to shit constantly. It's like I weigh eleven pounds. I gotta go now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If your dad's dog, smallest dog was twenty five pounds, like my dogs are like eleven and fifteen pounds. Yeah, like like his little miniature pincher is like tiny. I don't know what oh. it weighs. I would say seven pounds, eight oh, pounds. Right. Like it's a tiny little fucker. Yeah, I'm trying to picture a miniature. Can I do this AMA that? question? Is it? Are we at a break? Yeah, yeah go ahead. I, this one's true. It's a social situation, but here it is. Question for the guys about promotions in the workplace. What is the best approach to being newly promoted but being iced out by the group of friends I originally had? I used to be included in outside of work hangouts and host most of them but as well, but now I'm being told I'm the enemy and that I've sold out. 
I've tried to reinforce with my actions towards them that I'm not a discipline-oriented leader, and I still regard them as my friends, but that hasn't help, helped. I realize that due to the hierarchy of things, we'll always be a bit different, but I miss having even the small water cooler chats that were commonplace. Is there any way to be more approachable or show that I'm still me without irking my responsibilities to the company? So this guy has been promoted from what I interpret to be some sort of working guy ranks to the officer class. Yeah, like a manager or something. So yeah. first of all, you are trying, you're still early enough, you can escape this, but you're trying way too hard to be too friendly with them because they're starting off right now being frustrated with you. If they figure out that they can take advantage of you as your manager or higher up, they will do it. And so if they think, hey, if we include Steve in, if we let him host stuff, I bet I'll have to turn in that report. I bet he'll give me a little leeway because he wants us to be his friends. Sadly, based on the way they've responded already, you know they're not good friends and they probably weren't to start. You know, you don't you don't fuck with somebody like that after they get a promotion. They should be happy for you. And if they're your, you're their friend, they should trust that you'll do a good job. So if anything, they've made their decision. Now just be the boss. Pull back. Don't keep trying to ingratiate them, though, because they will sense weakness and take advantage of you. I had this situation when I worked at QAD, so call me in my mid-20s, early 20s. And uh, my boss kind of told me, like, hey, things are going to change. You know, like, we're giving you the good projects, we're giving you the good work, and you're, you know, assigning, as like a technical lead, so I would determine whose work everybody else's, everybody else did. And, uh, you know, you know lunchtime is going to be different now and you know you might not go out with them so much and that's the nature of of moving into like the management class things change yeah. you know and uh maybe make some manager friends etc congratulations on your promotion but yes. uh that is you know play the game man like look you're in a new role act like you're in a new role uh i'm sorry that your old friends have iced you but you know? Yeah, you said it well. This is the game you're playing. Like, this is your job. This isn't a social club. So find friends outside of work. You d you don't want to get, like, this isn't a movie. This isn't Workaholics, the TV show. You are you don't want to sit around and have, like, all your best friends there at your place of work. It's going to tank your performance. Like, it's just not, it's not a TV show. You don't want that. Find out-of-work friends, and then you'll be able to focus better and do your job. And I bet if you put a think on it, put a study on it, and say... Are these people going to be friends of mine five years from now? You know they're not. So, you know, like, don't get it wrong now. Something that could have a repercussion five years from now for people that you won't be talking to in 2025. Better yet, fire all of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're all fired unless I can come to the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, it it, it kind of stinks at that. Like, I think... I talk about the military, I never served, so I feel like I'm going to get this wrong. But it's my understanding that, like, the officers and the enlisted don't really hang out. That's part of the culture and that's understood. Even officers' wives can't really be in friends, can't really be friends mm -hmm. with enlisted wives. That's, that's how that goes. Yeah. Um, and there's a more casual version of that that exists in the corporate world, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like, I like that question. I should have read that one. Uh, for Woody and Taylor, let's talk guns. What are your favorite guns to own? Interesting they left Kyle out. I think he has the most expertise. I know he doesn't have any guns right now, but he's still an expert. Yeah, uh, I like this. I'd have to open up my safe and get it, but it's a it's a blowback Browning 12-gauge shotgun that, like, when you shoot it, my grandpa gave it to me. It's very old, or, like, not very old, probably from the 60s. And when it fires the barrel itself blows back and that's when the 
pops out the shell and then the barrel sets back forward and it's semi-automatic. So it's, you know, it makes that loud, like, shushink, 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 <laughs> and it's satisfying. It's a cool, it's just a novel gun. And so I really like that one. I and because have... my grandpa has some sentimental value. I have a lever action 22. When I first got into guns, I thought that smaller calibers were stupid when I, when I first got into guns. Uh, people talk about getting 22s online. So I'd be like, that's lame. Like, they don't even do anything. I'm sure they would. I don't want to be shot with any gun. But that, that was the thought process that I had um, as I bought my first guns. And uh, then I got this lever action 22. Kyle shot it before. Two things. One... It's one of the aims I shoot better. It's one of the guns that I aim better with. Like I tend to hit what I want more often. And two, I really like lever actions. Lever action is faster than I thought it was. And I don't lose the target as much as I thought I would. Me personally working a bolt action, target acquisition starts almost from scratch. But not so much with the lever action. And uh, yeah, so uh, if I had to pick one right now, I'd pick the Henry 22 lever action. Makes me feel like a cowboy. And it's like bronze and shiny. Uh, that's cool. I don't know. I, I didn't realize the, that was so fancy. There's the the visual of the one that I, that my grandpa gave me. It's it's a probably a different year or something, but it's a 12 gauge that looks like that, and that barrel blows back. Kyle would know more about blowback shotguns and that mechanism than I would. But yeah, I really like those. Cool I can see one. why you like that. That thing's pretty cool. The barrel moves, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. The barrel moving is really neat. I like That's that. You guys neat. Know, was it new when your grandfather gave it to you? No, no. He's had it since or 1951. So, yeah, I guess he's had it from way back then. It, for me, that makes it better. Like, I like that. I have a couple tools that were my wife's grandfather's. And, uh, yeah, I said that right. And um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just like to think that he'd be happy that I'm there fixing something with his crescent wrench from <clears throat> 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. Mossberg makes a tactical lever action rifle that's pretty cool. Um, you can put AR-15 stocks on it, and it's got Picatinny rails and stuff. It's all black. It's pretty neat. Um, and you can get a lot of lever actions in... Uh, 30 is kind of a classic uh, caliber. It's a 30 caliber bullet. Um, 30 is a pretty fat round. It's got lower velocity, I would guess, around 2,200 feet per second. Uh, and it's um, heavy. Are there yeah, any it's, calibers it's, that are going to like go away almost like there are calibers now where you're like, Oh, that's like a cowboy thing. It's hard to find is 30. Like, is there anything popular now that's kind of fading off? Um, no, I don't think so because they're always making. So the thing is the caliber of the projectile is often not like a wildcat thing. The, the wildcat thing will be the brass and you can make your own brass um, you know, there are guys who are, who create their own calibers. Like I've met a couple of those guys who's just like, yeah, I invented a new caliber. It's a 23 caliber B. And it's like, oh, cool. That's a lot of effort you put into something that's. You know, they worthless. make a 22 and a 23, three, but you fit right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, I don't think there's any going away. They're always, they're often adding new ones, you know? What am I thinking of? What is a five, five, six, the other one? Two, two, three. Two, two, that's what I was, I called it. Yeah, two, point two, two, three. Two, two, three. Yeah. But again, you know, it's all about the, um, the, the caliber of the projectile. And you, you can buy those in, in packs and they're interchangeable. Uh, oftentimes, um, you know, the, the 30 caliber projectile from one thing will go right into any other brass because they're all 30 caliber. Hmm. Yeah, I just I wondered, like, 
I don't want to buy a gun that's getting it's on its way out in terms of favorability. You know, like you, you should be able to find ammo for it. The main thing is the cost of the ammo. If you're not going to hand load, is um, is 308, 556, um, 12 gauge, 22 long rifle, 45 ACP, nine millimeter parabellum, um, stuff like that ain't going nowhere. You know, for one thing, they're they're often used in military and police weapons, so there's going to be massive stores of that stuff just being made, and the infrastructure to make it is always going to be there and it's there's just lots of it. It's plentiful and therefore it's af- affordable. Whereas if you're shooting like the ammunition that an MP7 shoots, that's there's not as much of that out there. Four six six. What is it? Yeah, it's like four point six by something. I don't know what the uh, the second number in that little equa- equation is anymore. Um, or even if you're shooting five point seven by twenty eight millimeter, that shit's expensive. That shit's expensive. Like the ammo that P90s and 5.7 shoot. How much as is well expensive? As, um, you know, I couldn't say offhand, um, but I would guess... $3, $5, something like that. No, that's crazy town. See, the, the thing is about... When I say expensive, I mean expensive to shoot, right? So like if you're shooting a 5.7 pistol, that thing holds 20 bullets. Mm-hmm. So like a... Ma- if it, if they're a dollar a shot, a magazine's twenty fucking dollars. You can spray it, spray twenty dollars away in just a moment. Or if you're shooting a a, a P ninety with a fifty round magazine, like holy shit, is uh, do you want me to hand it back after ten or what, mm-hmm. man? Like like this is outrageous. And if you've got a fully automatic one, the rate of fire is crazy. It's just all right. Well, there went seventy five fucking dollars. Like in like I don't feel like I got seconds or so. Yeah, I didn't get seventy five dollars worth out of that. But if you're shooting like a 338 Lapua sniper rifle that's bolt action and the rounds are three, four, five dollars a shot, you can that spread out over a long period of time. You know, you you shoot a hundred dollars worth. Yeah, I mean it is a hundred dollars worth, but that's a lot of shooting with a bolt action. That's a good point. A gun that shoots five dollar bills can be cheaper than a gun that shoots one dollar bills because of the nature of it. You shoot once every mm-hmm. couple of minutes, you line it up, you admire how close well you did and learn from it you know yeah you might be shooting for like three shot groups and that's kind of your whole goal you know and you you do three of those and it's like all right well that was fun shooting today (laughs) but you know like the kind of shooting i always liked is where you pop the tailgate down on a pickup truck and you lay out five or eight Mm -hmm. different guns and somebody's loading magazines and everybody's shooting and kind of mix and match a bunch of different shit but yeah, nine millimeter, forty-five ACP, uh, five-five-six, uh, three-zero-eight. That stuff's not going anywhere. It's... Twenty-two long. I, I used to like a gun that made a really loud boom. Right, everyone should know I just shot. Do that a thousand times, and you'll appreciate a gun that goes click. You know, what? You should... Like a quiet gun. I'm trying to say, not one that didn't work. You should uh, get yourself you a suppressor. Your, uh... Yeah, to be honest, your experience with the suppressor thing and how they like had accident. Now I don't have any drugs in the house, but like, I'm like, ah, maybe I don't want that. Maybe I don't want to be on the federal registry. Yeah, um, you know, there's other ways to handle that. Um, you, you could deal with a lawyer who handles firearm trusts and and talk about that. And I think you'd be in a safe. Oh, okay. You wouldn't be as vulnerable as I was, and and. You know, it was my 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 issue was sort of an after the fact kind of thing because we beat the state of Georgia and they were like, well, what are we going to do? It was like, well, he was registered for 
for this and that. So technically the feds had the right to go. It, it was a whole complicated thing, but um, I'm, I'm going to have to buy a thing. Well, I did buy a thing today. Um, broke my phone. So I don't have oh, a phone. That stinks. So, is that what you bought? Um, yeah, I ordered a, I'm looking that at explains why you didn't respond to my latest nude. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Maybe I'll be able to recover it from the new phone. I said it might be on Discord, thinking ahead. I got a Google. It's similar to the other one, but with more asshole. This time I wasn't flaccid because <laughs> I'm learning my lesson. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> totally it looked like you took two v- pieces of Velcro and pulled them apart. I didn't know that was your ass. <laughs> I didn't know that was your ass. <laughs> God. Black hole? Is Neil deGrasse Tyson about to start commenting on this? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking I, about. Uh, I got the Google Pixel 3a, I think. Oh, is that a like one of the flagship phones, like one of the premieres? I think it was $300. I don't think it was too premier, but it had good stats and it came in white, white, which I wanted. And, you know, I just, just the basic overview of what it did looked good to me. I don't know. I think it was like, I don't remember. I don't remember what the processor in the RAM was, but it seems like it was four or six gigs of RAM and a fast process, maybe an eight core processor. I don't remember anymore, but it looked good to me. So I just, yeah, that one. I always put a fair amount of thought into what color phone I should get. And then I put it in a case and never see it again. Got a clear case. I have a clear case now, but I usually don't. I don't remember the last time I had a white phone. I don't think I've ever had one. They've all been black. And Kitty was like, white or black? I was white this time this time why does it matter you always have a case on it clear case you're not paying attention sorry <laughs> you're, you're right. strike two you know what I just... <laughs> you guys reveal that later you're like on the show we wanted to keep it comfortable but that was actually taylor's strike three and the way we <laughs> handle posts on the show is three strikes of not paying attention and you're out and frankly woody and i didn't expect him to last seven years <laughs> 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 strike one was 2015 yeah, 20... <laughs> but kyle doesn't forget <laughs> he does not forgive he's not forget he's like anonymous <laughs> you, you were talking about shooting guns out of your pickup truck though and that reminded me when i lived in idaho a guy i worked with was really really into guns and he was like hey dude let's let's go out shooting sometime i know this really awesome place and like he's from there he knew every area he's like it's really not that far but it's secluded as shit and it feels like you're in the middle of nowhere even when you hop back on the highway and you're at a Hardee's in two seconds. It's like, oh, cool, let's do that. And so he and I and a couple of his other friends I didn't know get in his, his truck one day after we get off work, and he he supplied all his guns. He had a nice collection. That was, he was like, oh, doing that gun thing, which is very wholesome and nice as we're driving. He's like, and you're going to love this one because X, Y, Z, and I have this uh, accessory on it and this and that. And you know, he's one of those just so excited to do it and uh, I was like, this sounds awesome, dude. So we get out there, start loading everything up. He's explaining all the guns I'm not familiar with. And we start just popping these little targets, these little foam targets that we brought with us. And then we take a shotgun out and we have like a self thrower. So I'm heaving up uh, clays and shooting them, having fun. And then after maybe 30, 35 minutes, this like little, you know, those tracker cars, those like old uh, four trackers, they're oh. like short. Little crappy ones, Geo but it was Chevy maybe or something. Yeah, it looked like a Geo Tracker, but not quite that shitty. And it had like a little like light on top of it. And it was driving out there, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" And he kind of just sat there and watched us for a bit. 
And the guy was like, it's no big deal. Like, I'm, I'm sure lots of people come out here to just shoot guns. And in my head then, I'm like, we're the only people I've seen. <laughs> Matter of fact, I don't see anyone else out here. After a couple more minutes, the guy drives over and gets out. He's got like a security, security slash almost like army looking is what my first thing was. And I was like, what the hell is this? And he walks up and he addresses my, my, my friend who like does that. Like, you know, he's the the guy who's brought us there. So he like goes to meet him out a few feet and the guy's coming up and the guy's like, Hey, what are you doing? We're like, he's like, we're, we're shooting guns. And he goes, yeah, yeah. You're doing it at an air force testing field. What are you doing here? And I was like, Oh no, like, am I going to get in trouble for this? I thought we were going to a fun this little is a minefield. You know, it's <laughs> air force testing field apparently is what it was. And the guy was very cool that my friend who brought me there is like, I'm so sorry, man. I've honestly, I've been out here like a dozen times before. I thought it was fine. And he's like, yeah, I, I guess a lot of people do. We don't see him that much. There's cans everywhere, but you got to get out of here. You can't be shooting guns on an air force base, basically. And even if it's in the middle of nowhere, because air force bases are apparently ginormous. Huge. And so, yeah, then we just hopped in and left. And I just felt lucky that we didn't get like a ticket or something or whatever it would be because. Yeah. Out in New Mexico, that was something I discovered that I'd never seen in Georgia because Georgia's rural for, for the most part, but it's not desolate. It's all owned. Like, Someone owns everything in the East coast. Yeah. And there's a Bureau of land management land out in the West. And I, I read something or watched a documentary once where they explained why that is and i don't even remember anymore but there are gigantic tracts of land out west that are just public lands mm -hmm. and i filmed a lot of videos out there where we would just pull off of an uh, a regular road like a two-lane hi uh, highway or whatever onto a dirt road and then we'd drive that dirt road out for five six miles and then we turn off of that onto what amounted to a path not a dirt road anymore and then we'd follow that for like 10 miles just out into like it looked like something from a clint eastwood movie you know just just more miles than you needed kyle we were going to shoot a minigun at a mountain so seemed like we needed to get one of a lot of miles okay we want as many miles as we could get hmm. and uh you know it was blowing shit up and and and, and shooting a lot of big stuff and there's nobody out there you know there, there's a the tagline um for the movie um aliens was or for alien is like no one can hear you scream in outer space and it was like no one can hear you fucking scream out here dude like mm -hmm. like like no one with there was no like i've been to places where you're like like out in texas at the uh the ox ranch like you'll get up on a hill and you'll look and look and you're like yeah 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 I think maybe that's a house way the yeah way over there like like mm -hmm. I don't know how far you can see off the top of a really tall hill when it's flat land forever but seemingly many miles yeah way over there that's a house or that's a that's a tower like a radio tower out in New Mexico you'll be in places where it's like you'll get up on top of a really tall hill and spin around 360 degrees and be like there's nothing there's nothing there's no trace of human life there's nobody out here with us it's it's, yeah. it's crazy it's kind of cool like i definitely saw that in idaho and i would go shooting in areas that were legal where it was like oh my god there's i could just build a cabin out here 
and no one would find me that, ever. It, it stinks that North Carolina and the, the whole East Coast really doesn't have that. I don't know if Bureau of Land Management owns anything here. I, I feel like even the parks are easements onto people's properties and such. You know, they, North Carolina outside Raleigh has these nice like greenway trails where you can ride bikes and skate and whatever. People mm-hmm. walk their dogs. That's it seems to be like somebody's land or they just bought it and all they have is a little path and it's people's yards. You can see them as you're like kind of walking past them and nothing's unowned. In Georgia, mm-hmm. around uh, Elberton, Georgia, which is the granite capital of the world, it's also where that monument uh, was built by no one knows who mm-hmm. that tells you uh, like how to rebuild society in like a dozen languages and has like a has a compass and a calendar built into it, the big concrete or big granite monument. Um, but there was like public hunting land there, which I mm-hmm. I, I didn't re- usually go on to, but it was a huge tract of just public hunting land, really just a forest that anybody could go in and shoot deer out of. But it's nothing like what they've got out west. And with the the shooting, they're super comfortable with guns in New Mexico. Like. You'd be driving down one of those desolate highways, and on the side of the road, there'd be a makeshift gun range. Just a little part where, where you could tell cars would pull off just off the road, like just right off the, on, the, on the shoulder. And then there'd be a bunch of pop-up targets and, and like beer bottles and, and bullet, sh- bullet casings. Just mm. crazy. Well. Uh, yeah, I'll do that ad. All right. If you're buying sneakers online, well, there's a good chance that the shoe you're looking at is fake. How can you be sure that it's real? Well, Goat.com is the safest place to buy and sell authentic sneakers online. They're the largest marketplace in the world for authentic Yeezys, Jordans, and over 600,000 other sneaker listings. They've made the whole process frictionless and trustworthy. They do this by only accepting sellers with the best reputation and by verifying all sneakers to ensure their authenticity for buyers. Every detail is inspected from the stitching and the color to the size and weight. Goat certifies that every pair of sneakers on their site match exact factory specifications. With over half a million sneakers on their platform, 10 million users, you won't find better prices for verified 100% authentic sneakers anywhere else. Find the perfect 100% authentic sneaker at goat.com slash PKA. That's goat.com slash PKA. Uh, but right, you gotta go right now before the sneakers that you want are gone. When you go to goat.com slash PKA spelled goat, G O A T.com slash PKA. Check them out. Make sure you're getting real bona fide sneakers. But you didn't make goat sounds this time. Meh. There we are. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get more sheep from that. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little hard. Yeah, yeah, get a little harder. A goat, a goat's a rougher sheep, rougher around the edges, like a street and they sheep. Butt. Street sheep. Yeah, street sheep. You know, a goat's just a sheep that's wise to the ways of the world. So, uh, Did you guys see Jake? Actually, I don't know my Paul brothers, so forgive me if I mix them up. Either Jake or Jake. Logan Paul went to the uh, the protests. He was looting. No, I don't believe it. He says he's not. The photos are not of him looting. And he's a multimillionaire. I think he was touristing. He was visiting the scene of the protest or looting or whatever's happening there. Uh, is, is this the guy who, who did the, the suicide force thing a year or two Look, ago? Look, Woody, around here, 
we back the blue. Mm-hmm. They say Jake Paul was looting, and he has been arrested for his looting ways. He was, so, really? He has been arrested, but not for looting. It's like civil trespassing and unlawful gathering or something. Charges like are pending. <laughs> but isn't that his thing? Like, he did the suicide ja- Japan forest, right? Uh, you no, might be brother. right. I can't tell my, my Paul oh, brothers apart, know. so I don't want to get it wrong. I'm already out of my depth. Yeah, Logan did the suicide thing. And it's Jake that was at the place? Correct, Mundo. Okay. okay. Which one fought? Logan did, right? Logan. Yeah, but Jake trained. He's Jake probably kicked my ass, too. <laughs> I've already forgotten they're big boys. which one did which. They're, they're so, big, strong guys, and they like to train fighting. If you watch this... I don't wanna. You're you'd be bullying. Just Did so you see you know. Logan Spark? Don't Did don't you... you believe a word of that? Woody will take you anytime, <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> don't you? You would. You should have heard what he was saying before we started the show. I will leave it there. A couple a uh, couple of words that uh, were actually repeated on this show. Uh, oh, I might say people to fight. Woody said that Logan. Woody said that Logan. Woody said that Logan, or as he calls him, bitch boy number one, <laughs> yeah. was wearing a wig. All right? He's, he said he noticed the man's hairline was, was almost gone, and then all of a sudden he recouped. He's calling wig. And he said, Paul Costa knocked you the fuck out, and he's next to That's do it. not true. I don't think, I think they were hamming it up, and that Paul Costa didn't really knock him Woody out. Woody says, if you think Paolo Costa hits hard, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait till the Raleigh Hammer gets a hold of it. <laughs> yeah, the North Carolina Titan gets you in his grasp. It has to be a C. The North Carolina Cruiserweight Plus Plus. I don't know. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. But no, that none of that's a joke, Paul Brothers. I hope this finds you. And... Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they but... set up a real fight. Me and Kyle are in luchador things with chairs hidden in the wings, <laughs> ready to, to set it all up. I always thought to myself, if there were riots near me, would I go? Would I go just to like I'm see? I'm not fucking going. Right? Screw that. I didn't know my answer. I always thought like, like all right, look, I'm not going to loot not gonna hurt anyone or anything but as a tourist this seems like an opportunity of a lifetime to see some real anarchy you know i want to go and like observe anarchy i want to be an anarchy tourist and then it happened and i didn't go anywhere i think i played tarkov because <laughs> fuck that shit uh like, no yeah you like you'll see a clip and you're like no that's scary yeah i don't know what raleigh's doing right now but like uh raleigh and Asheville, which is a city called an hour and a half from here good nice like riot stuff going on you know breaking windows and shit the Asheville police are in trouble because like they're the, they're the ones that um there was like a medical station with some low-grade medical supplies like bandages mm-hmm. and water and stuff like that and the cops came with their knives and ripped open every water bottle and poured it on the ground and like smashed <laughs> the so, table and shit like so that. Shitty. Yeah, yeah. And like if there's peaceful people and then some level beyond that. Guys standing at tables handing out water bottles. And the, the police uh they're just over. Oh, were the you top planning ass. to drink Dasani? Not today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, you would think you would think that like the higher ups would be like, all right, guys, um, I don't know if you've been following the news, but it's been a little rough lately on the PR front. So 
but we're out there. Let's uh, let's be respectful to John Q. Public because they're recording us and people are watching. All right, they're looking for any sort of misstep. Meanwhile, I wish I could pull it up like immediately as I as I transition. I watched a man get clubbed in New York City last night by like six cops. It was like Rodney King style, clubbed. Yeah, some of the clips you're seeing online right now, or I saw, I don't know if you've seen the one you're talking about. I've seen, I saw a bunch of cops just what seemed to me for no fucking reason, uh, macing like a group of people that were just kind of walking by doing that, that like drive by macing you'll see sometimes from cops where it's like we were walking one direction, other people walked in there and it's just pss, 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 that kind of I shit. I saw a cop pull a man's mask down so he could mace him. Yeah, I see, saw now that. You're, you're spreading corona. <laughs> Come on. Scumhead, my, my favorite story. So there are people protesting peacefully, right? Men and women, uh, you know, at a line talking and, and just, you know, like doing the whole peaceful not riot thing. And there's a kid there. And the kid's young. Don't quote me. I'm going to call him five or seven or something like that. And the cop is pepper spraying him. And the, the, he does one of these deals like, shh, shh. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh do you remember? Do you remember uh, I don't remember what like sit in this was a while ago with some protests probably like 2014 2015 like, at a college yeah, campus. yeah in and california berkeley maybe like, it may have been berkeley but it was a bunch of people sitting like indian style like everybody's arms locked everybody's sitting in a line and then like some fat cop just like lumbers over just starts walking the whole length of it waddling <laughs> as he's spraying all of them and it's like dude can, do you not realize how fucking horrible this looks nobody is watching that and being like yeah yeah, you show those kids. Take it, hippies. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I so, like, I always I remember get, that clip. The top. You, you, you hate the looting enough that you understand some, like, harsh counter tactics, right? You know, the tear gas, the... I'm out of my depth when I talk about beanbags and rubber bullets and stuff. But, like, like you Whew, you get it, right? Um but when they're like peaceful protesters with women and children and shit like that, and they're breaking out the pepper spray and the tear gas, it's like, ah, maybe, maybe you're over the top on this. I hear you. You don't bring your kids to a, to a riot. Both, it, yeah, I get that. Like, I would never bring my kids. I would never, ever bring my kids. Uh, this is sexist, but I almost don't want girls there. You know, like, I, what if, like, they're just less able to deal with, like, a stampede situation. You know, there's like, there's right, there's wrong, and there's a little something called common sense. Practical, right? And and just exercising my own common sense. If if a if my girlfriend was like, yeah, I'm gonna go to the the protest, and they're like, you know, one man's protest is another man's riot. You know, just like one man's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist. They all get treated the same way, though. Like, like they're they're shooting people with rubber bullets. They're tear gassing. They're pepper spraying. I've been tear gassed and pepper sprayed, and I've avoided rubber bullets like the goddamn plague. But I've shot them before, and I'm telling you, you could die. You could go blind. Yeah. Oh, you every could be single scarred for life. Man. You see half a dozen people who get like their eye fucked out, like fucked out of their fucking skull. Like, and I saw a lady's like, back today. She was like in panties but she sort of pulled them down so you could see the full effect and it looked like she'd been shot maybe eight times total you know head to toe in the back and they were big bigger than paintball bruises like like 
apple-sized oh, bruises, I, I would say. Seen, uh, I know you've seen Jackass. Do you remember when Preston, the fat one in Jackass, pulls his pants down and bends over and lets that guy shoot like the – it's not a rubber bullet. It's like this this thing that's like that that big, like a canister. Yeah. And it all, it's not like a gas canister. It's just got a big rubbery tip and then looks like a shotgun shell almost, but girthier than a shotgun shell. And you just load it in this thing and fire it, and it showed his ass the next day. His he first of all, he's a very fat man, and even that fat man's entire upper back thigh and his ass cheek black. Yeah, that's thirty-seven millimeter. He's getting shot with. That's a grenade launcher. Yeah, well, I knew it looked scary, and he <laughs> like he got hit with it so hard he didn't even like scream. He did that like. It's kind of funny though, <laughs> like when the shower goes all cold. When when I hear grenade launcher, I don't know quite how to interpret that, right? Because like that's a much lower velocity, but it's a much heavier projectile. I would assume it almost seems like maybe I'd rather be hit with a grenade launcher sandbag than a shotgun sandbag. Maybe you tell me. No, this I, I don't know though. I haven't it seen. Depend- I don't want to get shot with that twelve gauge fucking beanbag, man. I, right? That that shit is so rough. Like, like, I hope they're not shooting people with those. I don't know what they're using. I've seen the designated grenade launchers that they've got, um, that like less than lethal launchers, and those look essentially to me like not an underbarreled grenade launcher, but like a designated less lethal grenade launcher from Modern Warfare Two, the thumper ish, yeah, like kind of like a thumper type situation. I don't know if they're shooting thirty-seven millimeter or forty because they're law enforcement. I would guess that they use forty, um, but but I really don't know too much about like the higher end, less lethal stuff. I just know about the stuff I was always able to get, which was thirty-seven millimeter or twelve gauge. That shit hits so fucking hard. I mean, it blasts through drywall. It it dents your car door so bad you you just want a new one. It it blows right through a goddamn mannequin. Might hit break uh, a it, bone if it hits one close to the surface. If it hits your, if it were to like hit like, like like your yeah, arm right yeah, here, like that's a good example, right? Or maybe yeah, a rib. It, it snap right that motherfucker. Oh, it break your ribs all the hell and back. Collarbone. Yeah. It kind of. It could. It edge. could stop your fucking heart. It could crack your goddamn skull. It it could kill you if it hit you in the eye. It just keep going. It it hit brain. It hit brain. That's yeah, someone was saying that the other day. I didn't think about it. Maybe it was in the hangout. Like I hear hit in the eye, and I think loss of vision. But actually, I, I don't think there's much behind your eye to protect your brain. Not a ton. Not enough no. to stop that thing at close range. Now the thing is, like, they're supposed to be shooting a lot of this stuff at the ground in front of the protesters, so it ricochets up and hits them in the lower extremities. And they're not because cops can't fucking shoot for one thing, and they're being jerks for another. That you know. I see a lot of them that look like they're having the time of their lives. I'm troubled by that too. Yeah. They, I'm sure there are plenty of cops who wish this wasn't going down, but there are some that are like, Oh my God, they, this is my dream. Come they true. let me put on the suit. Yeah. I, let, yeah me Adam, let me at him. Let me at him. I was saying, no, I'm totally agree with you. There's some, definitely some LARPing cops out there who are treating it like they're in an active Afghanistan war zone, just going ham. But this, this is something I was thinking of when I was like reading all the stories and seeing the clips. Have you guys seen the long-range acoustic device thing they use? Yeah. Or they say they're going to start using for uh, protests or riots or whatever? Yeah, that's like, cool. They should use that. How it works, but apparently it makes a noise that is so... It like fires in a direction, a noise that is so overwhelming that it like 
it scrambles your ability to like process stuff and you just have to get out of it. Yeah, it messes with your inner ear. Um it's um there's a there's a, a term for the type of sound. It's not ultrasonic, it's like intras it, it's it's low. It's it's a low pitch. It's like super low. I Okay. They, I'm playing the Infra video. Sonic? It sounds high, but I'm, I'm sure I'm not getting the proper effect on YouTube over my you know yeah, headset. Yeah. Right oh now. yeah, this isn't it. This is lame. Oh this oh, this that, isn't it, was... you know. Oh, this is just a fucking loud noise. Oh no, that's I thought it was gonna be that that cannon thing that like sends I think yeah, I've like... seen something comparable to what Kyle's talking about on Mythbusters, where they like searched for the brown note. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I think I saw it on future weapons or something like that. The other thing is they've they've got this microwave beam that like heats your skin up like really hot. So I really like the idea of water cannons because I think they work super well and they don't hurt people like bullets and sandbags and stuff like that. The problem is they used water cannons in the 60s and they're associated with the bad people fighting against civil rights you know back when people were peacefully demonstrating for civil rights the authorities used water cannons to stop them so now that's their history in america it's almost a bummer because of the tools we're using now i think i'd pick water cannons over most of them bad optics bad optics horrible optics man i'll tell you what you better i can just see a one of those fucking white muscled up dudes who's 30 pounds overweight with his head shaved sitting up there with his aviators and a fucking fight water cannon now just Stunned laughing it up you you're 100 percent right the optics are wrong and that's probably why it's a bad move and we're not doing it but man i feel like what we're doing now i, I hear you ignore the optics it's less damaging than the shit we're doing now taylor you froze for a second yeah, the hose thing so i was thinking on pkn where i was like you know, it seems like hoses, like I know the bad optics and everything from civil rights, but like, it seems like it would hurt people less than rubber bullets. And I, I don't, and it would work. Seems, it would make me I, go home. It, even after it. you stop doing, I'd be all wet. I'd be like, this sucks. The, it would suck to be all wet, but I watched uh, a riot or something in Eastern Europe where they used one of those things. And it was like the speed that water shot out. I don't know if it was the same kind we used, but it, it like, they shot him right in the face with it. It like flipped his entire body twice. He was daring them. He was daring them to shoot him. And they did. And the video ends too soon, but that motherfucker looked dead. Yeah. I think this lasted her is controllable back. And I don't think it looked, I think they could do it lighter and harder. I'm sorry, Kyle. It looked like the fire hose they'd used to put out a fucking skyscraper, Mm. but instead they blasted a man that was eight feet away. Yeah, yeah, and it looked like he died. What if they what if they just took a fire hose and they put it on the mist setting and just got everybody good and wet and then they blasted <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> and then they blasted them all with like kitty litter or something that would just stick to them and make them real gross. <laughs> I'd go we're going to get everyone wet and then we're bringing in the big fan to make them chilly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How do we handle protesters in Raleigh? It's the old sugar cookie. <laughs> Just blast them with soap and, and sand. Do you guys know Dude, what? I would go home so fast. Like, like, like I don't like being oh, dirty. sugar cooking me. This is terrible. <laughs> like, like, like I've never understood people with bad hygiene because like, I've never gone long enough without a bath to, to like smell. Like I can work out real hard and I won't beat my deodorant. 
but I, I don't understand. So if, if they were to shoot me with water and then like something like grimy, like, like kitty litter or sand or powdered sugar and make me all sticky and gross, I <laughs> shoot you. Yeah, if you want to mist people and really upset them, fill that tank with liquid ass. Liquid now, if you don't ass. know what liquid ass is, it is a prank spray that smells genuinely so bad you will not it will blow your mind how liquidass.com slash pka imagine trying to convince the police like what no like you're four blocks away from the riots i wasn't even there and clearly you you have been you are under a (laughs) (laughs) i'm not putting him in my car (laughs) you're you're free you're free to go And then it would be like, all of Detroit smells even worse. Updated <laughs> <laughs> uh, buildings, it smells like liquid ass. They, they're, <laughs> Lots of backfighting over police's decision to use liquid ass. <laughs> There's two problems. Like, like one is they're attacking nonviolent protesters, sometimes with glee. You know, I, I've seen a bunch of different videos of people hitting people with shields who are cowering. You know, they're... they're Clearly not violent. They never were. They just didn't get in the like out of the wrong area fast enough. And the police are beating the fuck out of them with shields, Captain America style. Sometimes it's horrible, and that's a problem. The other problem is there are people who are bad and need to be dealt with, but they're overdoing that with the rubber bullets and shit. And and sometimes they they hit the wrong targets and stuff. These ideas are better. You know, if we stop looting by sugar cookies and water cannons and uh stuff like that it, it what about that glue cannon from future weapons you ever see that tell what? me about it you've it's... never let me see if i can find I a clip we of can it... watch future weapons on the show though i'll try to find like a like a like a bootleg version okay a glue cannon sounds fun they need some sort of batman uh netting projectile they could put over a those exist yeah, I don't know if they're as big as the ones in my mind, though. I need to catch a good 150 people at once. Um, I, I was working with this company that made 37 million project. Uh, this will this will get one person, but it's really funny. I was I was thinking about making a video of it, but nobody would let me shoot them with it. Um, but it it, it <laughs> no shoots way. a net out of an underbarrel grenade launcher. You know, you know, under your AR-15, you've got the option to net a man. <laughs> And I was like, oh, we're going to take this out of Texas and net a pig and then kill it. It'll be awesome. <laughs> I, I need something that drops one of those nets that keep trapeze artists safe. You know? Oh, that's absurd. Okay, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Now we're on the same page at least. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's what, we're, that's what I'm going for. I can't find the glue cannon, but imagine a giant high-pressure cannon on top of like a truck that shoots that, uh, that foam sealant that you like that fix your attic with. Yes. And it'll shoot such a volume that the person will be up to their chest in moments, and it hardens very quickly. <laughs> but, wow. Is that safe to shoot into a crowd? I saw them do it on Future Weapons. <laughs> was it a crowd, though? Like, I feel it like was you, a guy or two. Suffocate. Well, I mean, that's, that might be why we haven't seen it on the streets. Yeah. It's funny, though. It's hilarious. Yeah. They got I think more of the... It would be better if if the things they did to counteract this stuff were funny and lighthearted. 
rather than like over the top and potentially maiming and deadly. All right, fellow officers, they're about to march into the whoopee cushion district. <laughs> Black lives. <laughs> it's not. The protesters in Buffalo are drowned out from the sound of flatulence. Officers <laughs> place twenty thousand dollars. Taxpayers are asking if this is prudent. You know, I pay my taxes every year, and I look on the TV, and it's just fart noises. <laughs> We're going live with Joe of Joe's Joke Shop, who's thrilled with the measure. Sitting on the throne of gold. Yeah, you know, it's just the future. protection. <laughs> I knew it. Gold. My wife said when I ordered a quarter million of those things last year, I was a moron. Look at me now. Look at me now. Protests abruptly cease at 5th Street when protesters are encountered with a sea of fake dog vomit. <laughs> yeah, because, like, the issue is, like, I can just imagine the police conversation, like, like, all right, like, all right get out there with, the, with your batons and your cannons and your rubber bullets. They've got a lot of protesters out there today. Oh, really? What are they protesting? Police violence. Can you believe it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe take a softer hand when the reason they're protesting is because you're too violent. I was Dude, reading I literally... an article on 538 today. It is actually pretty, it was about uh, how police felt about police violence. And um, they don't believe it's an issue. They think that it's not real, that there are, like the reason that, I don't want to say it incorrectly, but like the reason that black people are, are, more likely to be victims of police violence is that they're more likely to have police interactions and uh they just feel like it's not a problem and the whole where was this on 538 they didn't they oh. you know you know they do the polls that's their thing they always poll people and, and guess what though they didn't get the stanley cup correct uh prediction correct the blues won they had no idea it was uh corrupt Exactly. They that corrupt those bastards at five thirty eight had all their all their coins in the Tampa Bay Lightning corner, and then who who ruins mm -mm, their mm -mm. no 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 oh. five thirty eight knew all along that the fix was in that the Blues were going to cheat their way to victory, and they put their money there while getting the suckers to bet on Tampa Bay and Boston. If you were in my Twitch chat, you'd be banned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh shit. Uh, Oh yeah, uh, NHL and NBA are back. Like it's confirmed, mm -hmm. they are coming back. They're doing some sort of weird round robiny. Way more people get into the playoffs. They do. I think both NHL and NBA are doing like a five game round to qualify for the real seven game series stuff. And so I'm, I'm really stoked. Sports are coming back. It has been way too long. No crowds, I think. Right? They're just playing yeah. to empty audiences. Yeah. Uh, uh, if anything. That's novel. You'll be able to hear people yelling for passes, calling for stuff. You'll get a different aspect of the game. I'm interested in it. Uh, it's my prediction that hockey doesn't suffer from a lack of crowd because I feel like the crowd excitement isn't part of a hockey broadcast, but in mm -hmm. uh, basketball it is. And that it'll, like, it'll all be players talking and the squeaking of shoes and the bouncing of the ball, and it won't be the same thing. Oh, my God. That. I think these police just killed an old white man. Oh, I was just about to say that. Yeah, as we were talking about the police brutality, I looked over on Twitter and someone posted, I just retweeted it. So it was just a bunch of police in Buffalo walking, you know, a huge wave of them. And just some old, old ass guy like walks up towards them. And the first two like appear to like talk to the guy. And Here's the, the video. 
Yeah, we can watch this. I, I mean, uh, the, we can, I'm going to pre-watch it. The guy bleeds, so I'm not sure if that's allowed. I think they just killed that old white man. I don't know if he's dead. But you like, know, the worst part is he's got a helmet in his left hand. Look, kids, wear your helmets. Unironically, I didn't realize he had that helmet. That would have really helped because basically that would have helped so much. Cop, one of the cops, the guy in the, there were two cops on each side that like are looking towards him, and then a third cop jumps in the middle and just shoves him, and the guy stumbles back as old men are wont to do, cracks his fucking head open the sidewalk, and now he's bleeding. Yeah, so he's on a wide open sidewalk. I interpret this area to be like in front of City Hall, but I can't be sure. I don't know Buffalo, and um. I can't tell what he's doing. What is in his hand? A phone that he's like, help. Oh. He's touching the policeman's arm with it. It it, it looks like a phone. And uh, the cops push him backwards. Does he trip over his own feet? I, he's just old and has bad balance. Yeah, but, but even if he did over the corner of one of those circles, like that's not his fault. So one cop, one hand pushes him, and. Another cop two-hand baton pushes him, but I can't tell if uh, if the baton guy even touched him. I guess I'll show it. Uh, and then it so looks here. like the National Guard has to come in and start performing uh, first aid on him after the cops shove him over. Or at least it looks like you can see some like Army guys coming in and bending over him. So I don't know why he's touching that cop's arm with that device. But the cops kind of, in my opinion maybe casually pushed him away. Like when you said they killed that man, I, I don't think they meant to hurt him as bad as they did. Now, obviously if you get a guy that fragile, you don't treat him the same way you would like me, for example. Why are they, why shove anybody? Uh, he was especially, you don't stand there, right? That's where all the police are. And what the fuck is he doing? Touching the cops? But like, why is shoving a maneuver that they do period like like how is that part of like, well, like okay is he under arrest have to well, shove to create space if, if is... he's under arrest we don't need to shove him to put it put him in arrest we say excuse me sir put your hands behind your back put that down on the ground you're under arrest if we want him to leave we say hey get the fuck out of here yeah if he doesn't leave then he's under arrest but at no point are we striking him to the ground i think you're yeah, right kyle yeah they didn't handle it right they could have said Psst, buddy, you're standing in the shoving zone. Leave first. You know, like, it, it, all right, turn around, zip tie his hands, give them to the guy behind you or, or something. Like, but they led with the shove, which no one expected him to fucking fall over from a I hope this. I shove. hope this guy's family. I hope there's a huge civil suit. Oh, I hope th those people need to be fired. The, the police department, need, the city needs to lose millions of dollars. That's the only way any change is going to happen. It's like, like I think I'm the two blue one, right? Like, like, blue oh, I in, hate uh, police. I like, love the police. <laughs> I've had no bad experiences with law enforcement ever. I'm I police. back the blue. The police are always right. <laughs> They're making me say these things. <laughs> like, if, if, if I one hand push someone and unbeknownst to me, they stumble backwards and fall and hit their head on the concrete and have a serious injury. I, there's a piece of me that's like, oh my gosh, I look. I get that the push was the wrong move, but I wasn't going for murder. Like, I, well, that's good, Woody, because it's manslaughter. <laughs> I, I, I don't worry. Ten years in North Carolina for manslaughter, not so bad. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're 
cops. They have an obligation to be way more aware of their surroundings and that you don't, you don't just walk up and shove a feeble old man that, like that. I've, I've had, I think it's especially unpopular now, but I, I've always preached like there are people that you treat more roughly than others, right? The, the one I always go to is the 12 year old skateboarder who's skating where he's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You don't lead off with violence on that kid. You know, like, dude, he doesn't need that. You can scare him with your words. Uh, you know, if that's not working, you can throw him in the car and talk to his mom. You know, like, it, trust me, that'll have a life. He'll be telling that story until the day's died. It, like that. That's enough. And then there are other guys where if you don't alpha them right away, then you put yourself at risk, you know, so you, you got to secure their arms and, and stuff. Uh, this guy, oh, my gosh, he didn't need to go straight to getting alphaed. He's like 160 pounds, like tall and really lean and like like white haired old guy, like 65 years old. That's absurd. And it, I, I, I don't know what would be misinterpreted. It's not a race thing. Like if there was a feeble black guy who couldn't keep his balance off a simple oh. push, he doesn't need that. And, and something about old black men is like super respect worthy. I don't know why how that gets in my head, but it's like Morgan Freeman. Yeah, right. Like, I don't know. Like the. You, you respect an old black man more than an old white man. Somehow, hey, I think I, I might. <laughs> I, ha- I have at least three jokes for this. I'm not going to tell even one of them. Appreciate that. Probably, probably both our best interests. But it is. Uh, you can get one. <laughs> I can't guess any of them. But, uh, but, but yeah. Anyway, goodness, th- this guy didn't need to go straight to a push, and the reason is sometimes you push this guy, and it doesn't go like you thought it would gets worse yeah yeah it's it's that's really shitty all right Let's... yeah i saw where you were going i saw where you were going bump, 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 bump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes if someone writes something in the chat that i don't want to share just write the word bump a bunch of times and if i accidentally share something you don't see it so if you ever see a bunch of bumps someone just dropped an n-bomb <laughs> He didn't do that. I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah. In that situation, Tell, it was something. I don't something. know why when you talk and either Kyle or I are talking, it silences you, which is why all show I've been asking you to say it again. I, I think it's a Discord thing. It's not something you can fix. But No worries. That's what, so what'd you say? Oh, no. <laughs> Probably needed timing. Nothing this time. Nothing okay, this okay. Time. Um, yeah, I was, I was talking about you guys before the show that uh, I'd never talked about, and I've got plenty of stories from this job, but I'd never talked about this rental car company that I worked for, like right, right out of college. And because it turns out that when you graduate, this was like, so this was like seven years ago, 2013, when, this, when a lot of this happened, 2013, 14, mostly. And I, I worked at a rental car company and it doesn't really matter what company it is. It's the kind where you have to dress up like you're going to a, a you know, a bar mitzvah and really you just look like a retard renting cars in a suit which sucks and so and it's the kind where you have to pick someone up and so i started working at this company and one of the first things they do is they're like and i'm right out of college so i'm ready to be like all right i'm not gonna make much money i'm barely gonna make any money this is gonna suck i'm gonna be working so much for this job and i'm barely gonna be bringing home anything but whatever you got to start somewhere and so i started working for this company they sent me down to uh their they're like main city where they train all the new people and they give you a roommate in these situations and they pair you up with a random guy 
I got, I was 22 at the time, I think, just turned 22. This guy was like 26, 27, Mormon, already had three kids. And there's an old adage. When I lived in Idaho, I, I learned a lot of Mormon adages. And one of them about Mormons is never go fishing with one Mormon because they'll drink all your beer. Always bring a second Mormon so that they won't drink in front of each other. And so I'm like trying to get ready for my first job and training and stuff. And I'm like, man, I had no perspective. I'm just worried about not getting something right. And so we get in there that night. I'm like ready to buckle down and study the little book and everything. I'm, I'm in the room and he comes in and he's like, hey, you're Taylor, right? And I'm like, yeah, you must be uh, Andy. He's like, yeah, yeah, real nice to meet you, man. Real nice to meet you. So where are you from? We have this little talk and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you want to do tonight? It's like, uh, we're, we're on a work thing. It was my first ever work trip. And I was like, I, I assume you do work all the time on these. I'm trying to learn so I don't look like a fool tomorrow. And he's like, nah, I'm, I'm sure we'll be fine. Listen, you want to like go to a bar or something? And I was like, not not particularly. It's already like 9 p.m. And he's like, how about we do, there's a liquor store across the street. Let's go to the liquor store and we'll get a couple things. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll have a few beers tonight. And so I go over to the liquor store with him. I grab a six pack and I'm just waiting at the front for like five, six minutes, which is a long time to wait, standing there with a guy you don't know. And eventually I'm like, where the fuck is this motherfucker? And I start walking around and he is like picking up every bottle of liquor, like fascinated with it. Like, oh my God, like the forbidden fruit for this guy. He loads up a mini cart with, we're there for four nights <laughs> and he has enough booze for us to go on a three week bender. Both <laughs> He has no idea. Just he loads it up and he's coming to the front, all fucking smiles. This guy, and he's like, You got all your stuff? I'm like, Got like one six pack of Bud Light. He's like, All right, we so you check everything out, go back to the room. I start like drinking a beer while I'm doing everything. I turn around after maybe 15 20 minutes, he's drank half a bottle of vodka by himself, already blackout drunk. And this guy stayed blackout drunk for the next four days he was showing up to like the work things drunk he was out of fucking control it would we would finish something up he turns out mormons get degenerate as shit once they get a little liquor in them maybe that that's a rule there was one night he was begging me he's like come on man it's our last night here come on let's go to the hot tub at the hotel and i'm like okay let's, let's go to the hot tub he brings the free glass thing you use to rinse your mouth out next to the sink and a bottle of Jack Daniels that he sets next to the hot tub. And we're sitting there with like two other normal people. And I like have, I don't even think I brought a beer because it wasn't allowed. And he gets wasted here. And he spends the entire last night and the second to last night vomiting and keeping me awake until like four in the morning. And it was over and over. And at the end of it, he's like, talking to me like we experienced a hangover two style adventure <laughs> it's like man crazy times right and it's like i haven't been drunk the whole time we've been here i've had like three beers at a time and he's like nah dude dude we got we did crazy stuff anyway dude see you later bro uh reheard from him because he worked in a different state different area uh he had to go to rehab for alcoholism, which apparently started on that little trip. He and I <laughs> so I got to watch the beginning of a flower blossom of addiction. <laughs> and I actually encouraged it because I thought he'd be able to handle it. So yeah, that guy did it. Uh, another thing about rental car places, 
do not buy the insurance if you have your own insurance. They're going to try and scare you because they tell the salespeople to scare the shit out of you. And what I discovered working out in Idaho with this, where there's a lot of Hispanic people who like the first generation don't speak English. And so they have their kids talk to you. The only people who buy insurance are people who don't need it. And the only people who don't buy insurance are people who do need it. Where like, I can't count the number of times I'd be like at a fucking airport location and some person would come up like uh, some Mexican lady and then her very young, like seven-year-old kid. And I'd be like, hey, how can I help you, ma'am? And then the kid would have to say like, we want a car. I'd be like, that's great. Uh, can you tell your mom that I need her license and her, her credit card? And she hands me a license and a very dented debit card. And I have to be like, no, this is a, it's a, 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 deb, a debit. It's a debit card. You need a credit card. She's like, no, it's credit. I use it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you can you can hit credit when you're buying a Diet Coke at a 7-Eleven. But when you're renting a $75,000 Yukon, you can't, you can't run it as, as that. You, you have $75 in your account. And like I, the number of times, I didn't try and sell like rich people any insurance. Like I was the fastest at writing the tickets because I'd be like, you got insurance, brother? You'd be like, yeah. It's like, you're fucking perfect. <laughs> fucking good, dude. Should I buy the insurance? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> get out of here. I don't get commission for this. Why the fuck would I rip you off? But then when there would be like a Hispanic woman who comes up, I'm like, man, please. If you wreck this, Javier, can you tell your mom what I'm saying right now? If, <laughs> if you wreck the Yukon, that's an $80,000 car. Ocho thousand car. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> $80,000 car. So if you wreck this car, you have to pay for the whole thing. The whole car, Javier, Javier, you're obviously you're looking at the vending machines, Javier, Javier, <laughs> the whole car, see, see, yeah, whole car. It's like, so if you pay $20 extra a day, if you wreck it, you don't pay anything. But if you wreck it, your life and your children's lives are ruined. Just, just pony up and do it. They would never buy the insurance. And it felt like 10% of the time they'd come back and get absolutely fucked. The people who would buy it were like rich white yuppies who already had fantastic AAA or something and would just drop $20 for no reason a day on it. So never buy that shit. There was so much tomfoolery and nonsense. Always check your contracts from those people because they will sneak shit in in order to get sales. Like they will tell you. I, I There was one skeevy motherfucker that I worked with that was the worst about this. The forestry registry came in out of... Uh, Idaho, where I was, apparently that's where the biggest conglomerate of these firefighters come from. And then they all moved from there down to fight the wildfires in California. And they had set contracts. But because we worked on a DOS system, a DOS prompt system, we could manipulate the contracts. And so there was this one bitch who, Amy, if you're out there, I hope life is going terrible for you. I hope <laughs> it sucks. I hope you got divorced after you left us. And so... Because what she did is they have like sales goals. And if you hit a certain thing, they incentivize by like, you can just go home. You can go home if you want to do that. This bitch would take $20,000 in sales and apply it to a forest registry contract. And those guys don't give a shit. They just, they'll sign whatever. And so then if I'm returning a car on the return line and it pulls up that what was supposed to be a $1,200 rental for two weeks to the forest registry is actually a $35,000 fee. Do you know how upset a group of dirty firefighters get when you tell them that they owe $35,000 for that? They get 
so upset. And then I have to call like the fire commissioner of it and tell him, I'm so sorry. I got to refund $35,000, the cost of a nice fucking Optima that they already paid us. And then I get yelled at that shit was the fucking worst. That job sucked. <laughs> Another thing they would fucking do is I worked at the airport many times going all the way to 2 AM and you'd be there with the manager and you would run out of cars just out and I would have 70 reservations at 1 a.m. by myself, standing at the counter with my little fucking tie like a retard. And I would <laughs> see hordes of people coming down the escalator to come to the rental place. And I'm just like trying to amp myself up like it's game seven. Like, whoo, all right, all right. You're going to get yelled at by at least 75 of those people. It's okay. It's okay. Then they all I like get in line. 75 out of 70. <laughs> 75 out of 77, they're going to yell at me. Okay. Some and of them have wives. Some of them have wives there. None of them, though, because they're getting in. They get in at 2 in the morning. Most of them off of planes that were so delayed. Mm -hmm. They just want their car, and they just want to go home. And they have and a reservation, but you didn't reserve they one. They have a reservation, and every time, 15 minutes before that plane lands, the manager would go, well, it seems like he got a good handle of things, Taylor. I'm out. And they would leave. <laughs> just be me there. And they would come in and you talk to the first guy in line and he's like, slaps his fucking credit card and license on the table, not pleased. Boom. Reservation Thompson. We're out of, we're out of cars, Mr. Thompson. What? I have a reservation. The best you could hope for in that situation is that the guy would say the Seinfeld line and I would go, ha <laughs> But like that, that was the best you could hope. Usually you would get screamed at, berated. They'd ask for your name. They'd like call and complain. I'd have to try and be like, you know, the reason they did this is because they're trying. I, by the end of my tenure at this company, I was like totally like uh, Stockholm syndrome with the shitty customers. I'd be like, <laughs> we're all in this together, guys. We're all in this together. I'm so sorry. I hate this as much as you do. I make $30,000 a year to get screamed at. I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy at all. And just doing that. <laughs> you want to rent my car? I could use the cash. <laughs> you get to do, you know what you get to do then is I have to like lean over and talk to the Hertz guy and be like, Tom, please, please. Can you get some of these people going? He's like, Taylor, I'm so sorry, dude. We got like two cars and I got to save them. And so I would have to stand there until like four 30 in the morning with every one of these people calling cab companies to take them where they need to go, then paying for it over the phone with the corporate card. And then after one of the companies runs out of cabs, I have to find a new cab company for all these people. It was the fucking worst job. It, <laughs> it yelled at constantly. The I would only be so mad. It was awful. The only good part of that job is that if somebody came in hot and like you could even whiff just the slightest of alcohol, you could shut it down. Nope, not renting to you. you. You smell like whiskey. You smell like, and it was only a couple times that a person would come in like stumbling drunk and yell at you because you wouldn't rent them the, the car they wanted. Also, there's a fundamental misunderstanding about how reservations work. You do not reserve the car. You're not reserving anything. That's how reservations that. work though. No, everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah companies they shouldn't call it a reservation they should call it a consideration they should call well, it a prepayment because that's what it is they're just, they're just you're just signing woody up. and i showed up at a hotel once and they'd given our reservation away oh yeah and i think we said i don't think you know how our reservation works <laughs> yeah i think we do no 
uh, reservation works. Do you know how many times I wanted to leap over that counter and strangle someone to death for saying that Seinfeld line for the hundredth time that day? And it was infuriating because the, the fucking Why didn't manager... you put a sign up that said, all out of cars? We would, but there's still 80 reservations for the top of the hour. And they still think that when they hop off the plane, they're getting it. Yeah. If like, there was no more cars, but I had a reservation, I would think... You only have the reserved cars left. I'm sure you have the vocabulary to make a sign that explains that. These people are not wanting to read. <laughs> yeah, but you if you could just peel off 20% of them, you know? I think I'd still need to hear it. I think I'd still be like, but wait, I have a reservation. Because I, I know how reservations are supposed to work. Yeah. there was. There I was make a sign. All, reserva all reservations are null and void. We are out of cars. Zero with the word zero. Cars. Now, are you out of cars or are you out of clean cars? What if I have low standards? If So usually the way it works is like those late night ones, there's no car preps there. And so you're literally out. But what, how it is sometimes if it's like 5 p.m. and someone shows up and they have, have a reservation, it's like, I need a minivan. I have to like phone over to the, the car preps who are the most degenerate group of, of no good nicks on earth. <laughs> you leave anything in your rental car, that shit's getting stolen by one of the ex-cons that work in the car cleaning. <laughs> I would get asked twice a day. I knew that. Day, they were gifts all along. <laughs> twice a day, I would have to go down there with those, those animals and be like, did you guys find an iPad? And they'd be like, nope. <laughs> I'm like, at me. and i'd be like you motherfuckers can you please give me the ipad and they're like what ipad and i'm like i, I don't i don't get paid enough to deal with this and so i just go back <laughs> and say i don't i don't have that we just had if somebody lost a garmin or something we just had a bucket of them someone could have walked up and been like hey i lost a hundred garments i'd be like just, fuck <laughs> them. just take them i don't give a shit a so, Garmin, the GPS, like yeah, those? GPS or something like that. Okay. This was like seven years ago, and so people were still using some of those. Okay, and uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of other shit that was just the fucking worst. Oh, we had uh, I had a guy. I got in like a 30 minute argument with a guy that he was smoking in the car, and he was saying that you, there's no evidence of that. You, I know my rights. There's no evidence that I was smoking in this car, and so I did what they teach you to do, which is like open up the back rear. Uh, front door, look at the bottom. There's a pile of ash there. That's how you know they smoked. Didn't have to do that, though, because there were dozens of cigarette burns in the seat in the upholstery. Wow. It was a Kia Soul, and it looked like it had been to Vietnam and back. He put out his cigarettes on the upholstery? Dozens of times. Just just speckled shotgun looking thing. There was no evidence. I, I have it. I, I'll have to send you guys the picture. I guarantee if I go back to like 2013, I have that shit on my phone because I you'd find weird shit in people's cars. You'd find dildos, sex toys. We found a costume once. Where Those you are dress gifts for the cleaners, Taylor. And I'm uh, surprised you're less appreciative. One, one guy we found, he called back to ask. I'll send this too. Uh, it's a giant costume that you wear over your whole body and it has an S on it and it makes you look like a sperm. <laughs> <laughs> costume and so this guy had to call at one point and he was like yeah i left a costume in the back of the car like, what kind of costume man he's like it's a sperm costume <laughs> you know the I costume had, taylor i know i had i'll send you that picture too at the time i just wanted to hear him say it i had the sperm <laughs> in the office it was making me laugh so hard and uh yeah the, 
Yeah, I'm actually wearing it right now. This thing's pretty kick-ass. Pretty cool. No, I didn't put it on. It smelled weird. And, uh, yeah, that was the only firm. place worse in the air, probably so it was a little bleachy. But the only place worse in the airport that I worked was at an insurance replacement branch. So you know how most times if you're renting a car out of town, you pop by a Hertz Enterprise, whatever, you go in. It's just a normal what used to be a bank usually, and it's like, hey, give me uh, whatever the hell, and they go, here you go, and they take it. An insurance replacement branch is when you get in an accident and it's at a body shop and they need to drive their shitty car, have it towed there, and then they get a horrible replacement car from you. And none of these people know, for the most part, that their insurance doesn't pay for rental cars. You have to opt into that in a lot of situations. And so they'll show up furious, like not even the chance to put them in a good mood. So you're like sitting there in the middle of a warehouse, like, how's it going, Mr. Jefferson? And he's like, well, I totaled my new car. How's your day going? And it's like, well, I regret to inform you, your insurance will not be covering the rental. How do you prefer to pay? Hmm. It's like, oh, no, I'm not fucking paying. I'm not, you call my insurance. And then you, they yell at you. They scream at you. They call you incompetent. They say, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Shut the fuck up. You're a fucking loser. Like they're mean as shit once they're, in their zone of being pissed. One guy, it was in a bay, uh, was so, I guess, not paying attention that there's a car in the front of the bay talking to the insurance person. At the entrance to the bay is where the rental place is, where they get you set up. There was a car pulled up to the insurance thing. This, Thank God no one was standing in the way. This guy must have came in into the bay going 22 miles an hour, and he just slams into the back of this other car that's already there for repairs and there's just fucking glass and shit all over the place. And then he gets out and yells at the lady who had that car there as if she was wrong. And he's like, it, these people are degenerates. They are the fucking worst a lot of the time. And then other times you'll come across the sweetest people in the world. My first day on that job where I was working there, they tell me, Taylor, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, how to write contracts yet. Go pick up this lady. She's at this apartment complex. You don't know where it is. And so I had to look it up on my phone. I, I get over there. And there's like, must have I don't know what the hell was going on, but there were like a, a bunch of cars on the curb with people in it. And so I pull up my car there and I don't know where to go because it's an apartment complex where there's just like stairs come down. And I just, I get, I just wait. I didn't know what to do. I didn't ever number anything. I just wait. And then I'm playing on my phone and I'm startled because the door, my rear side passenger door opens and this woman just starts going, oh, thank God you're here. My goodness. I, I got to strap my kid in the back. Do you mind not do that real quick? She starts strapping her kid in. I say I haven't said anything at this time. She gets the kid strapped in. And she goes, I done, I left my wallet in there. Give me one second. Closes the door. I didn't say anything. I haven't said anything so far. I'm now in the car alone with, I think, in a possession four to five of her year child. Old, the four to five year old child alone. And like, that is the worst parenting I've ever seen because <laughs> I was not the only guy sitting there. There were five or six people sitting on that curb in a car. I don't know why, but for all she knew, she walked up to a random car, buckled her kid in and left because I gave no affirmative acknowledgement of it. It was my first time. I was a little nervous. And so that was, that was weird. Uh, yeah, that job fucking sucked. I got to think of, of funnier stories for it right now. I'm just kind of ranting about how what much I remember. It? I was, I was desperate for money. I was just out of college. I didn't have hardly anything. Like I just, I needed a fucking job. And they were the first one that called me back, went in, interviewed, got it done. And I was like, that, that's, that's what I got to do now. I got to make money. Yeah. Rental car companies hire a lot of people fresh out of college, every major. And they all leave within two years. Yep. The turnover time in those companies is the worst because you get paid shit and they work you. They tell you when you're getting the job. So you're prepared to work 48, 50 hours a week. 
And you're like, yeah, that, that doesn't sound hard. I don't think I worked 50 hours a week in the entire like two years I was there. It was like always 60, 70, so much time. And they would, you've never felt like as much of a fucking goober as when you show up to your new job wearing nice clothes and the first thing they tell you to do, nice ass new patent leather shoes. And the first thing they tell you to do is to go wash a car in a bay with an indented part that goes to a drain. And so day one, you've got soap that's ruined your shoes in the bottom of your pants. And you're sitting there in the heat of the summer, scrubbing a Honda Odyssey in the middle of a damp bay in a suit, like an asshole. <laughs> I would quit. I would quit on day one. I didn't have enough money to quit. I, I had to work. Like, I'd tell him, like, I'm, I'm wearing a suit. <laughs> like, like, can I go get some, like, some khakis and a polo? Or, like, like is there a uniform here? That was Wasn't the there a uniform, like khakis and a polo? No, it was dress pants, khakis, and then a long sleeve, white or light blue shirt, and a tie. See, this is why I use Avis. Y'all are too stuck up over there. <laughs> You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> I had Inside, to... Don't use Avis. The best one is use National. Because National, you sign up for their Emerald Club, and then you don't have to talk to a single motherfucker at the airport. You go I like out, to talk. I negotiate. You scan it. You're not going to negotiate with one of these companies that well. I, I'm uh, oh, wait, oh, I always get a free upgrade. Oh, free upgrade. Those are... You know what they what they do is they add I'm a, a mid size to a full size SUV. You know what was the worst is when someone would come in and it'd be like, "I rented a an economy uh Toyota Corolla," and it'd be like, "Ma'am, I've got such a treat for you, <laughs> a brand a new Camry. Ford F two fifty." Hold the phone, ma'am. Hold the phone. This is a free upgrade for you. A free upgrade and do it. <laughs> and then and every time the reason I'm doing it is because that's the only car on the lot. And I'm yeah, trying of course. And then she'll be like, I don't that's a little too much car. And I'm just driving to Provo to see my nephew and the gas mileage on that. And I'm like, man, have you ever heard of Sirius XM? Because this comes with Sirius XM stuff. This woman is five foot nothing and elderly. <laughs> <laughs> Just grind her into a fucking <laughs> never You're exaggerating, not really a two fifty. It was a one fifty. Still, yeah, okay. I always try to like like upgrade like an upgrade that makes sense though, like like a V six to a V eight or like a. What do you uh, say to get it? I tell oh. him what I want. I just yeah. I just I just start a conversation with him like like yeah, it's gonna be kind of tight in that Explorer. Is it, can can you just get me in an expedition? I saw some out there. If you want to get free upgrades like that, like if you're paying for something that's $20 a day and you want a car that's $55 a day, mm -hmm. just tell the person at the counter and go, hey, I want a free upgrade, but I'll also buy roadside assistance protection from you. So then you get a sale and it's all fine. And that's only an extra $4.99 a day. So basically you're getting a car for $35 that's more expensive. You pay $4.99. We're both happy and look good. And 100% of the time people are like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, let's do it. So many so, times I've got... You'll, you'll, so many times I've gotten free stuff or free upgrades just in life, just by asking in, in car sales, we call it asking for the sale. You know, you, somebody be like, yeah, you didn't buy the car. Did you ever ask him to, what do you mean? Did you ever say buy the car sign here? No, I would never be so direct. It's like, Jesus, that's you have to ask. Like, don't be a pussy. 
Like, like just, just ask, you know, yeah. this same, with everything in life, it's always just like, like figure out what you want and go for it. Like, like somebody was like, how could you possibly get a girl to agree to a three-way? It's like, ask, ask, <laughs> ask, like, like, Hey, I'd like to do this. What about you? No. How about for $500? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh, well, I was, I knew you weren't that much of a stickler. Well, I, just, just ask for the sale with everything. Ask for anything, like, like whether you want a library card or an upgrade at the car rental place or whatever, just ask. So if you, if you want a nicer car, go to, uh, so here's, here's the trick that I, I'll do if I want something nicer is you never walk up to a rental car counter and say, I'm a walk up. I don't have a reservation. What are your rates for this? Because you have total control of what to do. And there were times that our managers would tell us like, hey, if they ask, a Yukon's $400 a day because we've only got one and we have to save it. And eventually, a, you know, someone will come up and be willing to pay that. But if you want a cheaper thing and you know more people have it, go to a different rental car place, get a quote, then go to a second one, get a quote, and then go to the one that you originally wanted, ask for their... Uh, what their listed price is first look online and then tell them you'll pay $10 more for it per day. Because in their system, even though that's cheaper than the two previous places you found, those are just excuses in case they need to bring it up. But you just tell them, Hey, I know that's listed at 1:30. You guys just said you're charging 400 a day. How about I give you 140 a day? That way you get your nut. I get mine. And I'm not wasting an extra 260 a day. So always look up what the rate is online before you walk up to the counter. Because if they, if it says 140 online, and they say it's 400, you show them that and they have to honor it. And well, they don't have to, they can do whatever the fuck they want, but just tell them, always tell the salesman, you'll pay an extra five or 10 a day for whatever they want. And they will do it because they don't give a shit. They do not fucking care. So yeah, just offer to buy something most of the time, never pay the upgrade price. It's absurd. It makes sense. Absurd. Hmm. So yeah. And that is all I've learned from that. I totally useless information piled in my head. Do you know how fast I could work that DOS prompt system? Tab F4, tab F4, pop, 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 pop. Just, just, it was horrible. It looked like swordfish hacking. Like that's, <laughs> it, was. it was literally that. It was tab, 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 F1, F1. What's your, what's your driver's license number? You have insurance? F1, F4, you know, all it, that. The airplane people are the same way. They're hitting yep. keys at a lightning pace. Yet for some reason, it still takes 18 minutes to check me in and check my bags. Yeah. How much does your system suck? It was so bad, it was baffling. Bafflingly bad. They're still using the same uh, system that I left seven, whatever it was, years ago. And holy shit. If it's DOS it is, based, it's from like the 80s, man. It was, a, it was a, an improved DOS system from 1994 is what Jesus we were using. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was just black background and then like blinking green digits. Well, come to think of it, like the, the car sales like um, program, I can't think of what it's called. It's the same shit. It's called the, we call it the blue screen. And it's yep. just, it's a blue same black, shit. it's a blue background. And it's just super, super simple. Just no interface capable. Like there's no like scanning anything in. Everything is manual prompt. And it's just. It was pretty sophisticated when I, um bought my last car at the Toyota place. Like where I well, signed went, was a, uh, it was all, you know, the credit card where you sign, but you can't see what you're writing. It looked like that, but really high tech. It looked like an Apple version of that. Some clean interface. And he had a nice clean interface on his screen. Must've been in the last couple of years. Oh, that was the, uh, that'd be the insurance guy. If you're seeing that. He right. Was the, like, 
not insurance, but like um, finance. Finance guy. Yeah, yeah. He was that yeah. guy. The guy up front, he, I think it was a four square. I called it a four square. And he looked at me like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we had a game at the airport. So like my manager, very nice guy, but horrible at handling like conflict with customers. He was too nice. He wasn't good at putting his foot down ever and would end up just giving him the, you know, the farm if they asked for it. And so after a while, there was one time where people were asking for a manager in a hectic situation. And I was just like, yeah, that's me. Just, just lied. And then, and then handled it. Okay. And so from then on at the airport, like when there was a really horrible customer, they would call an audible called pretend manager. <laughs> and I was pretend manager. And so like, I would get calls and I was doing fleet management stuff and it'd, it'd be like, Hey, what's up? And he'd be like, uh, fleet manager was like being outside, like organizing what cars go where it's like after you you graduate from finishing the, the ticket writing, or at least it, it was at this branch. And he would call out to the to the booth, and be like, hey, Taylor, we got a really rowdy one here on, uh, on line two. Can you pretend manager for us? I'd be like, and I love pretend managers. <laughs> it was so much fun to be pretend I manager. I like to think you did accents <laughs> for no reason. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it would just be shit like answering the phone, uh, Taylor, manager of the airport. And they'd be like, I was just talking to someone and they are not refunding the $40 that you owe me. And then I would just like make up managerial protocols a lot of the time. <laughs> I'd be like, we have something called the T2 form. You're going to want to dial him back. Make sure you get that. That's called a lost item form. Now you're going to transition that from me to the actual airport security. They know exactly where to file. A lot of this was just buying time for the manager to figure out what it was. So you're going to call them, ask about that. And then you bring us back and make sure you have your, and then just list off a couple, you know, your, your insurance card number, your just stuff to slow them down to, to, to make it so we can actually find what they lost or get what they need. And I would just send these people on goose chases. <laughs> <laughs> and just absolute goose chases to find all these things. And then usually by the time they got back, it'd be like, Oh, it's all, you don't need any of that. It's all sorted. <laughs> it's all. And then other ones, uh, the, the most fun one of those, there was this like really effeminate short fat guy who he came in right into the front and he said, I reserved a Chevy Tahoe and I don't see a Chevy Tahoe. I just walked your lot. He was giving me that head shake and that kind of saying, I just walked your lot. I reserved a Chevy Tahoe and it is not there. Do I need to go to a competitor? Do I need to call my friend who is a lot higher up here in you at this company? Do I need to do that? Do I need to do it? And I remember doing pretend manager and I was like, sir, you're acting erratic. Have you been drinking? <laughs> 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 there are other people in line he's like the fact you would even ask that says more than enough I, i'm i'm definitely ringing him i'm ringing him i'm like sir as, as far as we are as a company you know i'm sure you know a lot of people who are high up here and i respect that you've just come in here in a way that i no longer feel secure renting our property to you. <laughs> if you'd like i could call you a cab and get you where you need to be it's just our property and yourself sir for your own safety i don't know if we feel it's the best idea that we give you a vehicle at this time and like keep it way tamped down so that the comparison between mm -hmm. us is extreme that anyone around is observing that I am the one who's right. And so, oh man, if I could go back there for Such a, a day, piece of shit. Oh, I hate you. All I would do is be end manager. I just came here to get my Tahoe and it's not here. Sir, are you doing are you on any drugs right now? Because you're <laughs> acting very erratically and is that a blade you have? Is it a blade? He's got an IV. He's got a scream in there. I don't know about it, but I feel like he I was smell alcohol and pot on him. I think I smell. Is that plastic explosive? Do you have? Do you have plastic I don't smell it. Explosives? 
let me tell you why though he was freaking out about the tahoe because i told him you only reserved a class of car you didn't reserve a tahoe we're giving you a suburban or whatever the the equivalent wow. and he would not take it he refused he thought i was lying about going out there and so he went and walked the lot which took him wait fucking idiot way too long to walk the entire fucking airport lot and then come back and get mad and so it was definitely his fucking fault he could have just taken the suburban and left instead of screaming at me in front of in, uh, you should have leaned in close and whispered that to him you could be leaving with a suburban yeah and i still remember the person who came and what ended up happening in the end it was all fine he ended up calming down and then actual manager who i said was the branch the higher <laughs> manager, <laughs> this is mr hertz himself and then and then hey suddenly when you tell someone you're not getting a car suddenly the suburban seems like a great idea doesn't it and he was more than happy to take that suburban by the time it was done and literally the next lady in line or it was maybe a couple after because there were dozens of people in line as we're having this bout of frustration were like telling me i'm so sorry like, I, like <laughs> i'm so sorry we're <laughs> such fucking sheep yeah it don't be sorry. I was actually fucking with him. That that went perfectly from my perspective. Oh, I, I didn't smell anything. I, to be honest, I have a I have a suburban, a Tahoe. I got all kind of shit back there. I just I just have a little fun. The secret is I did smell whiskey, but that was me. Yes. I mean, I've been I'm drunk as shit, and I'm high. I'm fucking wait. I I smelled my own burp. I think. Yes. <laughs> To be honest, I, I crashed the Tahoe last night, and <laughs> that's why it's not available. I'm, I'm going to the funny ones, but for every one of the funny pretend managers, genuinely, there were 20 times that I handled an actual problem <laughs> way fucking better than my managers just because I wouldn't get all sheepish or I wouldn't get all, like, flustered and yell like a couple of them would. So, What's wrong with yeah, sheepish, though? Like, I, I know when I had people do customer support at Woodycraft, it I had to get people off of that job or even fire a couple because they try to win at customer service. And it's like, no, winning at customer service is when the customer walks away happy. That's how this is done. Yes. You know, if you battle this guy in some sort of argument and you clearly come out on top, great. That doesn't help Woodycraft at all. That sucks. See, the thing was like, at least in this business, it was like, if you're too sheepish, like some sales or managers people were like, you would get bullied into renting a car like a Tahoe for $19 a day. And then it's like, we're hemorrhaging money on this. Like people are getting mad. And so that's like the level of sheepish I'm talking about is managers letting themselves get absolutely stomped on. When but who cares about the bottom line? I don't care. I just don't want to get yelled at by the, the area manager who would come this, this fucking weirdo who worked there, the area manager. I remember he was so strict. You had to shave every day and you, Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember there was one, me and my buddy, we worked at the insurance replacement branch at this point, And it was the, the redheaded stepchild of the entire area. He never came to our branch because it was a shithole. There weren't enough chairs for all the employees. We had to stand most of the time. We got so bored in the I middle of the chair. I'm saying we got so bored in the middle of this warehouse, you know, those bays that I ordered off Amazon, a cheap hockey net and some sticks. And we would just play hockey in there sometimes when it was slow, but this guy, me and my buddy Sean, who worked there, both of us were low little underlings, and we had we had made it three weeks without shaving. It was a game for us to like play, you know, chicken and see how long we could go. And so, like, I'm for weeks now, 
no fucking tie, sleep <laughs> up, beard, don't fucking care. And then there was one time where I was, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention and I was just sitting like doing something on the computer. And then the area manager comes in, he goes, well, hey, Taylor. And I was like, hello, full <laughs> beard sleeves up shirts dirty no tie i'm not taylor I'm, this is a disguise like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing and i was like i was doing callbacks for overdue cars and he's like yeah yeah are you and i was like yeah he's like haven't shaved in a while have you and this guy was such a passive aggressive fuck he would never actually call you out he would just make little office space like right we're gonna need you to shave that by monday if you could do that that'd be great and so then i figured this bitch is never gonna get onto me for anything and so i could just do whatever i want as far as not shaving and rolling up my sleeves and not wearing a tie and so that's what i did so it all it all panned out other than that i was a great employee that's a long list of that's yeah (laughs) you've been going you've been going for 35 minutes This was a deposition. (laughs) Pretend manager was a good bit, and I'm never backing down from pretend manager. (laughs) And it was mostly helpful. It was mostly helpful. I think helpful for you passing the time, but as far as... Ah, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) When you worked your 60-hour-plus-a-week, how many hours did you work? Uh, I never really counted, like, the driving time as working that much because that was so easy but other than that like you're you're fucking standing typing tickets and doing back the entire time you're doing shit and then like managers pass stuff off and so they'll be like hey we got a and then sometimes oh it was fun when you got to do this they'd be like all right we got a red minivan i had to do this a couple times there was this dirt poor trailer park in rural idaho and they were like all right well we this it's been four weeks since we've seen this uh this chevy who wants to go out and take a look? Who wants to go drive the trailer park and ask around, see if they know where it is? And I would always be like, yes, yes, this is so cool. I want to do that. And so I'd drive around in a trailer park. And like, if anyone was standing, I'd be like, hey, have you seen a, a red, really new looking van recently? And like, it was like sleuthing. I never actually found any, but it was fun. <laughs> uh, I didn't expect it to be such hard work. I, my impression was that planes roll in. You sprint for 15 minutes and then wait an hour, but I, I guess not. It was like it, they would have you show short staff to be like, all right, planes coming in. You're going to be busy for 40 minutes writing those. And then as soon as you're done, you bust your ass down to the wash bay and you start washing cars. And so I, I've, I've washed, even wearing your suit, I've washed, I washed thousands of cars. I didn't know the people at the registers washed cars when yeah, I wasn't such there. Such bullshit. Yeah, yeah, forced to wash the cars because the, the car preps down there don't give a shit. They don't. They never see the customer, and so like they'll do a half-ass job, and then they like, weren't you'll caring have... like you were. <laughs> <laughs> I, cared. I didn't want to get yelled at by the customers and stuff, and I did. I, to be fair, every branch I worked at, their like score of customer satisfaction, the time I joined to the time I ended went up significantly. So I did fucking help, and I did work hard at those jobs. I really did because I would. Have you? You've been in a situation where you feel like enough people aren't busting their ass that it motivates you to bust ass where it's like, what am I like one of these people? Like one of these lazy fuckers? No, no, I'm at work. I'm going to fucking work. And so, but those days would come and go. Some days you get berated by enough people at 11 AM. You're like, I'm just going to 
just going to go lose myself at the Mexican bistro upstairs for a while and hope nobody asks for me. It takes me 35 minutes to poop. Uh, nothing I can do about it. I'll be back. Oh, I I'm going to go. Yeah, I'd just go out in the parking lot and fall asleep in a Suburban for, for an hour or so. There was a guy that got did fired that because he, he did it wow. every day for like a month. <laughs> I did it a lot. I did a lot. You know, I, I, I had a hard time getting my sleep in at night. Uh, we were always partying. We'd be up until 3 a.m. and then have to be at the at, at the work at like 9 or, I don't know, maybe 8.30. So around 11 a.m., I'd just go out in the lot and find something comfy to get in and yeah. take a little nap. Take a little nap. Yeah. I mean, you, you couldn't get away with doing nothing because they would keep like a tally of how many tickets or contracts you'd written that month. But I even convinced my manager at one point, he's like, Taylor, your sales are terrible. Are you even asking to sell insurance anymore? And I told him, this is the one who asked me to do pretend manager all the time. I was like, no, I'm not asking anymore. And he's like, you have to at least ask, man. And I was like, let me put it to you this way. Our customer satisfaction has skyrocketed. Why? Because we're moving so much faster out of here. So you got four people working tickets trying to sell, and they're writing 200 to 400 tickets a month. Then you got me banging them the fuck out over here. You got insurance, hell yeah. And I've got the line moving. I'm writing a thousand a month, just tearing through this shit. And so I didn't think he would buy that, but he did. So I didn't have to try selling anything after that. But I, you know, I helped with customer satisfaction. So don't work at a rental car place unless you're just out of college or you luck out because it sucks. It's no fun. Yeah, you're better off stealing. Just steal That's, the rental cars. Just wait for a good loot, right? They seem to happen. Ferguson was what, 2008? 14. Okay, 2014. <laughs> was that it? It wasn't like closer to the election? Maybe I'm crazy. So, you know, every five, six years, free shit. You just go get it. You just get it. So, yeah, I got a lot and of stories. That's enough for now. That's the message of this PKA. <laughs> Take what you want. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> well, that's four hours. Are there any post rolls? No. All right. Hey, if you want your question on the show, there's a Patreon level link in the description. I forget what it is. I think five dollars you get the show early, and ten you get to ask questions. And there's fifty where you hang out with us every month. Anyway, check I that enjoy out. those. Uh, no outros. You said no. PKA four ninety four.